Last time on Idle Fantasy. You're back in Veld. You can just hear the bark of a pissed off dragonborn outside. You will not rest, you little maggots, until we have caught those cronies! What, are we just going to battle our way through the streets back to the family? Is that what we're... Uh, no, we got to no, go a bit stealthier no, than no, that, I think. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah? Check this bitch, Go and I touch it. it, and I turn into Jarnell. Nice. I cast Disguise Self, which I can only do once a day. Dang. And I turn to him and go, you have a new god now, and his name is Athelrath. You go find him, and you tell him that I sent you. In his wide-brimmed hat, figure Jarnell, flanked by two incredibly beefy uh, guards wearing very heavy armor, spears and shields, kind of flanking him. He says, uh, what a night, what a night. Find a little place to hide with Fed, because you're both magic casters. Oh, I was just going to waltz on out and accuse him of being an imposter. I I don't think it's a great idea. The first time round was amazing, but he's going to know he's John L. (laughs) I think I'm just going to use my short bow, try and get in a little stealth attack. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, that's 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 really good. That's the most damage any of us have ever done. All right, all right, have this, have this. I'm going to make the cold hands just come up from his gooch and bat him round the head and knock him out. And as he falls over, just goes, 420, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we didn't kill him. Unmistakable call, rumbling over the hills. It's Fancy Freaky Friday. It's Idle Fancy. Yep. Do you know that took us so many takes to do because I couldn't say words. Welcome back. It's been a day. (laughs) I'm Laurie Havlock. I'm your DM, and I'm joined by three delicious beauties ready to play some dice and dicks. Am I right? It's not because you hit your head on a window yeah. earlier today. Listeners, like about 20 minutes before this recording, I managed to walk into an open window and I've got a real big lump on my head and I'm seeing new colours. So, <laughs> whoa. It is quite When big, it says actually. walk into an open window, it doesn't mean like he just didn't realise it was glass. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm I know, myself, I can, yeah. we, we, we live together and I can attest that that window is a bullshit. Where it is and how <laughs> yeah. far it opens onto the pavement... And the fact that it's just behind a hidden corner with like no real kind of, you just literally turn the corner and if you're too close to the wall, you smack into the window. Finally, we're taking flat five down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> medium that really gets results. All this window chat's going to have our listeners glazing over. You don't get anything stuff. for that. That is not good stuff. Don't praise that behaviour. No, no, no. Take a lean back. <laughs> and well, I bet you're all glad to be back, listeners, with us. Um, we're joined, as always, by Zachary Cole. Yep, I'm here. Welcome, mate. We're joined by Paddy Jervis. Yep, I'm here. The Glaze Gang. Don't take my words. And... <laughs> so that was my line. <laughs> come on with your my own. Lines. Come on with your own audio gold. <laughs> Present. 
and I'm present. And the most delightful Liam Welton. Hey, guys He's... and girls. Oh, that's oh, lovely. He upstaged oh. both of us. Though. Yeah, he did. We've um, got to get him. We've got to gang up on him this episode. Oh, I do not worry about that. <laughs> I am already so angry with him. <laughs> well, with episode 13 comes the start of a, well, almost the start of a new story. No spoilers, guys, but this is a bit of a chance for some R&R. Bit of a time to catch up after the uh, exertions of your mm. nighttime raid on the, the Veldgard house. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you know, you're going to have a chance to go do some do some stuff, which we'll get into in a second. But are you feeling, are you feeling groovy about things? Are you happy with... With, with with the mess the bed you've made the messy bed you've made and you're now you've got to lie in it is that sounding good to everyone I feel that the, uh, the mess that we've made has been kind of taken in the wrong way by a lot of the NPCs like I don't feel like they're really appreciating how rad it was <laughs> like, they might be like oh they're reacting to it like someone normally would if you burn down a fort in the middle of a town it would annoy people they'd be like <laughs> there'd be legal ramifications all this shit fine but not at any point has someone gone that was rad. That was rad, guys. Super <laughs> rad. I, I'd like to see more of that. I feel like that's more realistic than this actual, you know, version of reality that you've created. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry to make a fully realized world. But we have, like, massively, stakes and massively fucked up Veld, haven't we? I mean, that was, that was chaos last time. No, episode. it was so just one chaotic. bit of Veld. It was, like the, it was very, it was the walled bit that no one else in Veld's actually allowed in or out of. So we've had very little impact on the town itself. It's, wow. o- it's it only, you know, one of the more important institutions within the city <laughs> yeah. of Veld. But only that. No, it's just, it's one fort of many forts that the town guard all use. Like, we've not done, it's like the same if, like, if we just went and messed up one police, which I'm not saying we do. But <laughs> if we went and messed station just in one police station in London, we'd have very little impact on the people that lived in London and the police network in London. I think if we broke out all the prisoners of even one prison in London, it'd be a big deal. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, we went into the cells though. There were like three people in there. One of them was a half mad, ho- like a half, like a half mad half man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like he's Zig. like, what's he doing? Look, Pendle Fluff is on the fucking street stacks to us. <laughs> I take full responsibility. What's that when you think of the innocent bystanders and all this? We did shoot a cannon at a tower. That was quite bad. Well, and also remember, you know, Veld is not a a nice law-abiding town either. Mm. I mean, it's pretty safe to say that the the guardhouse was not necessarily a, a kind of a, a bastion of, of, of moral fortitude like maybe it was maybe the guys running it are pretty crooked as well yeah I mean yeah. you were literally dealing to the guy that was running it yeah but like, I don't know like he was hey, hey, buying hey, hey, hey. drugs off of you whilst you were in the fort look I <laughs> it was actually quite a large part of the story yeah if, <laughs> I, if, if we, haven't, we haven't thought about this enough we did Veld a fucking favour alright well, look we don't <laughs> know that we'd like it could it, we, it could have been medicinal like yeah True. Uh, I'm ask. a licensed. Didn't uh, ask. That's crucial to this. I'm a licensed chemist. <laughs> I <laughs> thought you weren't the licensed chemist. I thought the, the 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 minotaur was the licensed chemist, and you were just the guy that walked in one day and was never allowed to leave. I am the apprentice to a licensed chemist, <laughs> and as such, I can prescribe fantasy marijuana to anyone I choose. Mm. That is very convenient. Um, and I, mean, I also don't do drugs, kids. As don't well. do drugs. Don't do drugs. Mm. Unless you, apart from the uh, like, unless you do the responsibility. Except the good ones. The good yeah. Ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess Cassius is just still enjoying his day out. Oh, a bloody lovely time. We got to we got to run through the town with guards chasing us. I think it's his dream. He's having the best day ever. Well, unfortunately, you, that's all going to come crashing to an end very shortly. Also, <laughs> like did, every day does. You did also just find out that your former self 
has murdered your best and only friend. We don't know if he's dead. We know yeah, that he's at hold least on to that. very stabbed. Well, my lovely boys, let's pick up that story right now. dank, dripping corridors under the streets of Veld into the family's hideout. Hess is leading you along sewer banks and across foul pipes, belching out filth into the sewers below before she stops in front of a blank slab of wall. There's just an empty torch sconce on the wall in front of her. She pauses her own lit torch in hand and sighs deeply. Turns to the three of you and says, All right, lads, before we head in, I need to know, how are we going to play this? Because I'm a a little bit worried the Duke is going to want my guts for Gartis for a fucking start. And I'm not really speaking entirely in metaphor there. So how are we going to explain this to his toothiness? And uh, how are we going to explain the whole town being our tails? And what the fuck is the plan? I have a quick thought. A good one. We can all make it quick, Let's play up how many of his friends we got out of prison. We went in to get one. We got everyone. I can, I can count. It's true. There's one. There's one. She points. Also, to the I mean, I just, I, I, I'm just kidding. We're, we're new to the family, obviously, and uh, it'd be good to get a bit of like context. But it sounds like the Duke punishes a job well done, which is difficult for me to comprehend. I don't know how to play this other than we did perfectly. Perfectly. I mean, <laughs> so I don't want to, well. I don't want to preempt his 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 hangups, my friend. But he is he is a fan of stealthiness. There wasn't a lot of that. We got a lot well, of the guard on I our I mean, asses. he could have made that, like, that's kind of moving the goalposts at the end, isn't it? I mean, it? I'd, I'd like, like to see if we did get quite a lot of stealthiness. We just also got a couple of cannons. <laughs> Loose yeah. cannons, if I'm not mistaken. I'd also like to point out that no one's yet said it, but I feel the need to say it. It was pretty rad, wasn't oh, it? Like, God, everything so that happened rad. was pretty rad, wasn't oh, it, guys? From the back of the voice, yes. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell, that was that was that would took me way back. And he's in, he's in one piece. Hey, oh, I'm bloody happy. Happy look, day. He looks as happy as the day he was born. There's a little dance behind you. I <laughs> look at the wobbly wizard dance. <laughs> I think we just go in there, cocksure, and very, very happy with ourselves. And that I'm sure that will rub off. We got Derek and Nige back. I mean, they're somewhere in the city, aren't they? But we blew open the side of the cells. They must be out. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Those vital assets. <laughs> Brilliant. Is there Look, nothing to be said for destabilizing the, you know, the law, law enforcement of the area? I mean, sure, that's got to help his otherwise stealthy kind of shenanigans. It's a point, but... <sighs> she, kind of, she stops a second again and says, you didn't didn't hear this from me, but I am not entirely sure about what the fuck is going on. I didn't know anything about you, wizard. And he nods and, and uh, uh, fed at the back and says, uh, that astral plane shit was, was mad. That gave me the proper heebie-jeebies. All those ghosts and, and dreams and weird things. Stuff the mind shouldn't be seeing. And the boss, I know he's obsessive and I'm, 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 I'm in the dark, boys. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I don't know how we're going to, what's going to happen next. Well, look, Fed, you're going to, you were in there, man. You're, You'll speak. Aye? You'll speak up for us. Uh, well, that's, that's true, but uh, I've been in there a while, and I, uh, I can't. I shouldn't tell you anything. That's all I'm saying. But he's. Oh. 
Woolen. Oh, <laughs> oh, he just rumbles no, quietly rumbles in the background. Oh, you sound like you're going to be a great asset to look, us. Lads, lads, look, I will fight your corner. That's what I'm saying. Don't worry, you got me. You got me out there alive. He didn't. That's what I. That's all as far as I'm concerned. Unfortunately, I'm not much of a free agent, as it were. Well, look, I mean, the, one of the easiest ways to resolve yourself of any blame is to turn the person blaming you into the person that should be blamed. So I think if he starts to get annoyed at us, we, like any good citizen, just absolutely pass the thumb and, you know, blame someone else entirely. The old thumb pass. Yeah. Love it. Is it part? It's not pass the thumb. I've never heard that phrase, certainly, but I love it. It's pass the buck. Pass Pass the buck. buck. That's what I'm talking about. That's the one. And I mean, I think if he's annoyed at his ulterior motives and plans being scuppered by our, you know, over exuberance, then we just kind of say, well, that's poor management on your part. <laughs> yeah, right. should have sent someone well, else. Got to, if, if, if you need something done a certain way, in a correct way, to not affect your wider plan, then make your wider plan known to the people that become integral to it halfway through. You can't just throw people into a situation willy-nilly and go, oh, hey, well, that's not exactly how I wanted it, even though I gave you no instruction. And we Zach need to, bringing that, a lot of personal frustration. How was your day at work? The benefit of those listening, we are recording this on a Wednesday night after work. <laughs> That was, a bit, that was a bit too succinct, a bit too prepared. Yeah, yeah. A bit too, well, look, I'm, I'm not saying also listeners. And as the accounts manager, I just want to fucking say, <laughs> so I, just said, I like to say hi to the HR meeting that this has been played. Yeah, yeah. Hello, also, jury. Please, um, also, be kind. I don't, I don't. Listeners condone if you have done something wrong. Take responsibility for it. Move on. <laughs> don't, don't be the dickhead that does exactly what I've just described. It's just having been on the receiving end of that, I know it's effective as fuck. So <laughs> I feel like it will work in this environment. Um, I'm just going to keep reminding the Duke that sometimes it's the friends you made along the way. Oh, he Ooh. won't like that at all, Mark. Oh, can, can I ask a quick question about the Duke and when things maybe have gone wrong before Hess? Yeah. Well, um, does he punish people and uh, in, in in bad ways? If uh, if it doesn't go his way, is he a, is he a punish boy? Does the crime lord punish people? Yes, you know, but he might be, you know, he may be a, t- a benevolent crime. King. Yeah, he might be a sort of naughty slap on the wrist kind of man, as opposed to a sort of like pull your cock off kind of boy. <laughs> a power tugger, as I call him. <laughs> I mean, Hess for a start, he just stares at you for a second and looks at Fed and just goes. He's of the uh, school of hard knocks, mate. And all I'd say is... Mm. You missed the if you... to say school of hard cocks there. No, I was... refuse to engage in his metaphor. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, very much at the school of, if you give him any rope, he's going to hang you with it. Okay, but, uh, make sure we don't bring any rope in, boys. The only I'm, other thing I've I know is... I've always got rules. You do always have rope. <laughs> the only other thing I know is that he... Getting fed back was an obsession. So hopefully that'll be enough for him. He's not a generous teacher, if that's what you're asking. I love that we're all standing in a sewer about to be interrogated by a crime and we're talking in like metaphors and like symbolism yeah. Yeah. Like, well, we should just be like look is this guy gonna fucking kill us yeah, or not exactly you know the mafia guy that's really evil is he um, is he, is he really fucking level? evil he's like no he might slap you on the wrist uh, Howie let's just get this over and done with like what, what'll be will be we've just gotta go for it alright alright let's face the music either it's all fine or we're dead so well, that will make for a short podcast at least <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what, guys? Wow, Fed's got a real perspective on this whole thing, hasn't he? I think we might be safe, narratively speaking. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> let's make it a tight five, people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hess with that kind of reluctantly puts the torch in the sconce and, and pulls it back and the bricks and the, the sheer wall in front of you reveal another passageway up into the uh, into the bowels of the sewers here. Just as we're walking in, I just whisper to Teddy, if anything goes wrong, I can make us jump like super fucking good for like a minute. We can just jump out of there. And I've I've got this like new sword that I haven't hit anyone with yet. It's going to be real cool. Don't worry about it. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, you make your way up. These these passageways become less, increasingly less damp and more. the walls become dry. The floor, you remember again, starts to become uh, drier as well. And after a while, a carpet, a beautifully smooth carpet, uh, starts under your feet. Uh, it's uh, something rich and luxurious. Um, and once again, you come from one of those side rooms you previously saw and in, leading into this main chamber. You pop out into the main chamber and you see the familiar figure of the half-orc sat on a chair at the head of a long wooden table. And as you come in, he flashes his eyes towards you. They glint in the darkness along with his multicoloured teeth. I can't believe you made me put this in. <laughs> and uh, It does completely undercut <laughs> the, the tension and kind of... Fear that we're supposed to have this character. You know, his eleven lemurs look at you with their <laughs> one collective eye. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like a cat slowly unfolding, he says, "Well, well, well. If it isn't Vel's most wanted, what the fuck do you have to say for yourselves? Sometimes it's the friends you made along the way." Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought you might say that. <laughs> Good. Something told me you might. Can I remind you, gentlemen, please? And he's standing up. You realise we've not seen him stand up. He's a he's a big boy. He's about as big as you were, Shracker, back in the day. Back in the day. More lithe and sinewy. And uh... how big is he compared to Teddy? He's like a, he's like Shracker's like a foot taller than Teddy, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's got a good head on Teddy. All right, cool. And he says, "No, I just I, I, I realise we entered into this arrangement, Votic, and the, the other two of you are supposedly whatever the hell you are. Hi. This is meant to be a thieves' guild, as in unnoticed, as in stealthy." Now I've got Veld Guardsmen sniffing around the sewers and getting dangerously close to our hideout. What the hell am I going to do? Do you even have Fed? We, uh, we, uh, da, 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 da. we like sort of, I don't know, I push him forward. Uh, oh, we're right. We're right, boss. Nice to see you. Oh, and, he, and he shuffles forward and goes and, and, and kind of stands awkwardly between the two of you. All in one piece, as you'll see. Mm. I assume this is what he looked like before. A little less gaunt, a little less... No matter, no matter. Fed, you've lost some weight. It's very well done. You're looking wonderful. Have you been on the paleo? (laughs) (laughs) And as as the Duke is kind of bollocking you, Fed just... As the Duke is bollocking you, Fed walks over and stares at him and says, Listen, mate, I've got one thing to say, and you can murder me if you like. I know you're not going to, because you need my shit. And he taps the stuff. And he says, I didn't see that you were in any rush to get me out. I was being tortured, right, by a fucking tiefling, bloody psychopath, and no offence, lads, but these two-bit bobs got me out in a flash. You, bloody crime lord, mafioso, couldn't mobilise anyone else. What the fuck's wrong with that? He's he's raging at um, the Duke, and the Duke says, Frederick, young Frederick, calm yourself, remember your place, and remember what is owed. And there's a tense silence in the room (coughs) as Zach coughs. Yep. I think I think you'd totally do that. <laughs> hey. 
all eyes on Teddy again, and he says, and Fed starts talking, he goes, I bloody remember every bloody day, I remember what you did to them other mages too, what wouldn't give you what you wanted, but two can play that game, a final chum, and he's getting very cocksure and cocksteady, he says, you, I've got some demands for you, mate, you're to ensure the safety of these three, right, in return for my cooperation going forward, lest you want to end up a fucking floating skull in astral plane. Or do you want me to start spilling the beans to dickheads here about why you're so interested in my research here for a second? And the Duke suddenly shirks back. He, uh... Uh, Pads, I think you'd be the one to notice this. Give me a, give me a quick perception check. Oh! Ooh, he might notice that. I might notice that. It's very much a 16. Very much a 16. Very much reveals to you. You, only because you've seen this motion before, you see him uh, playing with the ring on his finger. The ring you see in the ring that... I've been, yeah, I've been fixated on it since we came into the room. I need to know what that is. And uh, he fiddles with it and looks nervous as Fed is talking. Um, and um, as as this kind of settles a little bit in the room, there's a bit of silence. And the Duke says, yes, yes, okay, so be it, so be it. Well, I would ask you three for the story. Is there one? Is there any reason you set off cannons and set the whole bloody place on fire? Well, the place was actually far more dangerous than maybe you let on um there was a there was a, i mean i mean yes guardhouse yes. sure but there was a lot of people there and a lot of people that very much wanted us dead quite quickly also i mean let's be really clear about this you did not at any point say get in get out unseen you just said break in and break your friend out and I to paddy's that was implied and why i mean like i get the whole thieves guild stealthing around kind of thing but i mean we pretty much took care of the top tier of law enforcement and veiled for you. I mean, they're going to be a little bit more active for, say, like a week or so, and then they'll all go back to doing their day-to-day, but this time without a solid base or prison or commander who... Wait, did we kill that guy or not? I can't remember if we killed him. Um, no, but we might have caused some trouble surrounding him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty fucked up, I would, I would just say. I mean, so, I mean, at the end of the day, your losses aren't that, you know... Massive. Also, look on the plus side. You're you're really focusing on the negative here. (laughs) You got fed back, Mm -hmm. and we didn't blow the cover of Cookie. Like, none of your people on the inside. I hadn't even thought about Cookie. Where is she? Cookie's fine. Don't worry. I mean, we... we, Deception roll, my friend. I thought we... Oh, no. Yeah, fuck. Probably. I thought Cookie was okay for some reason. But... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Can I... If, if, to, to, to make sure that he doesn't fuck this up, can I kind of give him a little bit of advantage by explaining that, like, look, she's totally fine, but, you know, we did burn down her kitchen. My familiar was with her at all times, keeping <laughs> an eye. That is true. I, all of that's true. And where is she now? She got lost in the melee. But crucially, isn't on fire. <laughs> Very much so. We can confirm she was not... Killed yeah. in the fire. And did not get revealed as one of your people. <laughs> this is this something is we true. should key into. There is nothing linking this to you. We're, sure, we're in trouble, but mm. who the fuck are we? We're nobodies. Also, it doesn't matter how this guy got out of prison, right? Like, however it was got out of prison, it would have been linked to you because he is linked to you. Nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with Hess. Mm. Nothing to do with Cookie. But like it's we, that, it's him and you. That personal connection has nothing to do with us. But we we covered we covered the tracks there because yeah. we let everyone out. It's like true, there's it's no true. specific person. Yeah, it was all yeah. or nothing. You know? We could have been breaking Zebish out for all in. I tell you what, actually, the more I think about it, we've done a really fucking good job on this. Actually, yeah, high yeah. fives, guys, high fives all round. Um, 
He Do No one else, just one of you. Should <laughs> <laughs> we just keep it? Yeah, just over and over. Fed kind of nods at you and, look, and looks down, and, uh, and Hess just kind of grunts. She's still standing with the three of you, though. And the Duke says, Hess, can you corroborate these facts? I trusted you might be able to keep things under wraps a little. And she says, Sorry, boss. Mitigating circumstances. Your uh, your pet took us off to uh, fucking land and nod as well, which was a little bit disconcerting. And the Duke's eyes flash again, he says. Hmm. And he sits down in his chair and he says, Hmm, I've assessed the information in front of me and from what I understand, not much has changed in the status quo of when you walked into this room. However, I, I'm going to avoid killing you for now. Apart from you've got the thing you wanted. Yeah. Oh, from when you walked in the room, you had. Oh, you had I, the I thing thought. I sorry, I thought you meant the first time we walked no. in the room when we <laughs> when we hadn't done the thing. Yet. Yes. Very good. Very clever. Yeah, very, it was very good, good. Right. It's funny. Votic, there is no room for you here. I'm afraid that's as, as, as simple as I can say. There is no room for you in Veld. Dare I say, no room for the three of you. I mean, he's very small, though. Surely he doesn't need a whole room. I am talking <laughs> in metaphor. You ingrate. <laughs> I don't give a shit where you go, frankly, but you are not staying here. I will keep you undercover for a day, maybe, just to keep the guards off your back, but then you, my friends, need to leave this city. And if you don't, I will set Daddy or one of our other employees on your case. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Mm. Well, I mean, that, that does seem kind of fair. I would quite like to just make one thing, though. I mean, we, we'll get out of your hair... Lickety split. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not wrong in thinking that, right? Um, but I, it just occurs to me you're quite annoyed, and despite the fact that we've had our differences, I feel like you should kind of know that Hess was pretty integral to the whole getting out thing, and you know, just in case she was, she wasn't worried because she doesn't get worried, but you know, she insinuated, and you've insinuated you might kill people as a result of this. Young Maybe man. worth considering that you know she did a did a solid, too. Okay, give me a. Hess was great. Yeah, Hess was a, great. Would you think probably a persuasion check? I it's, think it's it would be persuasion. Yeah, 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 it yeah. is true. Definitely. See what happens. Alright, I've just had literally the first time I've put a dice in my hand since the last time we recorded together a couple of weeks ago, and I've just had a flashback to every roll. Uh, crit, one, crit, one, crit one, crit one, crit one. If I crit one on this, does he just kill her instantly? <laughs> Who knows? knows? Alright, here we go. Hey. That's a 14 plus 4. Mm, God, your persuasion's fucking amazing. So, I mean, this is, this is going to come out later, but no I need to start mate. making use of the fact that, I mean, I'm You're quite strong and everything, but charisma and like that kind of shit really really strong you're the face mate you're yeah. the face i can jump not, high and tell you the face well <laughs> it's not it's not it's not you know goth boy and and, and rock midget who are going to be the fucking <laughs> endearing face of this party is it yeah. no it's chisel jaw aristocracy it's true <laughs> um, life looks... mirrors fiction <laughs> <laughs> captain privilege and his magic magic face <laughs> I can open any door, thanks to Yale. <laughs> I never says, forget it. Sorry, Tiny. we called it Yale. <laughs> That's why they call it the Yale lock. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, we've, wow. We've... We need to leave this joke well alone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, I mean, so 18. How does that help Hess? What does she, um, what does she get? Well, the, the Duke... 
that flash of anger you saw when you kind of implicated Hess dies down a little bit and he says, Right, right. Well, you've given me plenty to think about, gentlemen, but my word is true. There'll be no reprimands, no price to pay. You have delivered to me your quest, the object of your quest, and for that, I suppose I am grateful. As he's saying this, you hear a a kind of a high whistle from down one of the corridors and um, running gracefully in comes one of those creepy elves from before. Um, remember these two? Mm. His little right hand. Uh, yeah. Hand yeah. Comes over and eyes, eyes the three of you and leans down to the Duke and whispers something and he says, Ah! Ah! Interesting. Could, Thank you. Thank could you. we hear what it is? Oh, Ooh, yeah. A little perception it, well, it, it, Yeah, like... Thirteen. Thirteen. You uh, you can't pick up much, but your LV ears yeah. are, are strongly attuned. And mm. you... Um, Should let the rogue do that one. You hear a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a hint yeah. of... Um, but I couldn't be like, hey, Wadig, listen <laughs> You hear in. what they're saying? <laughs> I can't, but, but you might be able to. <laughs> you hear a whisper of... Dragonborn. North. Two Ooh. words. Ooh. Dragonborn and north. And he says... Very good, very good, Dango. On you go. That feels Dango. That literally feels yeah. noteworthy. That was the click of my pen, listening. Yeah. Dragonborn North. Dragonborn North. Says, They're playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. Vatic, the uh, the terms of our agreement, I'm afraid, have changed slightly. There is no way I can keep you safe here. I'm afraid your shop is forfeit. Not to me, of course, but um, I fear for your safety running it, and I fear for my safety if you're caught running it. Understood. Tell me, where would you go? Oh, are you, are you just opening this up to oh, all of us? Oh, just to Votic. It's, oh, right, okay. Maybe sees your hesitation and says, it's not, I need an answer. I will help you get to where you need to go. I will prepare supplies. I prepare um, safe passage for some of the way, but I'm afraid you're your fate lies out of here. I cannot have, and he eyes you glitch particularly, I cannot have rogue elements so close to my operation. But I thank you for I mean, your you're, you're a thief. You've got mainly rogues in your employ. Thieves with, and he stumbles for a second, thieves with morals, okay? Thieves with working practices. <laughs> the Vartic. friends we made along the way. Would you stop? <laughs> um, well, that's not a decision I can make on my own. Well, lads, where are we going? Oh, we weren't counting on that, were you, Duke? You know, we're a, we're a, we're a three-man team now. Yes, this becomes painfully apparent to me. Maybe uh, we have 24 hours to decide? Oh, yes, do we have to tell you straight away? Okay. And he, and he thinks for a second and he says, Give me time to debrief with Hess. Also, could we have a map? A map? <laughs> Maybe some money. <laughs> he says, my God, you really are. You really do. Take the biscuit and then some. Is oh, there also like a fantasy it. trip advisor, some sort of... Like, oh, yes, you know, I'm sure. Tips, I t- tips I t- for what's nice this time of year. <laughs> uh, I turn to Fed and go, and what will you do? What happens to him now? Fed is mine. He was always mine. He was mine to free, and Fed remains with me. Does Fed look all right when Fed he says that? resigned. Okay. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> oh, good one, Wads. No. <laughs> My place is here. 
solid try though yeah no i've already put the put my back out doing that one (laughs) and the duke kind of cracks his knuckles and says let us leave it as this you may remain here until hmm and he's thinking he says the day after tomorrow dawn you're out of here and i will not hear anything else said of it if you don't wish to remain here you will remain not alive remember though you have indeed delivered what i asked to me I do not consider our debt over. I will be in contact with you, wherever you end up. Be sure of that. Hess, um, go through Bardov's gear. Find find them some supplies. Don't worry about writing it. We'll get them out of town tomorrow. Um, take them to the Broth Gate. You head north, I think, is the best place for you. The least kind of resistance. But um, you may have tomorrow to tie up any loose ends in town. If you are found, I will send someone to kill you. Be Make no mistake. But uh, 24 hours, gentlemen. If I hear any tale of three wonder idiots in the next month or so, I will consider it too soon. Mm. That does seem fair, actually. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. You have a day. You may tie up loose ends, as I say. Find, determine where you'd like to go. And I will find use for you yet, boys. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Put her there. I'm going to put my hand out to try and shake that ring hand again. <laughs> Give me that ring hand, he says. Uh, darling, thank you. No. Waves you off. Mm. Sits back in the chair. Yeah. So are we, I mean, we, we're kind of, this, this is, this is, you know, our business with the Duke kind of done, right? We, we can just go off and do our own thing. Yeah, I think, um, how are you guys holding up in terms of, um, I mean, this is late at night. You've still got your little bunk room here. You could... Uh, I mean, I mean, we've got 24 hours. I'm going to need at least a medium rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Kipping. Okay, okay. Well, um, Top of the agenda. You're waved on from the, uh, from the central hall back into your room and Hess kind of following beside you and says, uh, Hess shows you into the room and says, uh, fair play, boys. Well done. Uh, sorry to see you going. I'm sorry it didn't end up so well, but uh, hey, at least you're alive, eh? Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if only you knew how unfunny that really is. Anyway, uh, we'll see you again soon. Uh, yeah. Good to hang. Hope so. Really hope so. Yeah. You pulled uh, some, th- thanks for your help. Hess. Yeah, you pulled some cool yes. moves back there. Thanks, that was cool. I did. I was pretty cool. You would have been cool. very dead without me. This is true. This is true. <laughs> oh, good times, eh? Good times. And it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel... It's true, it's true. I feel like I sometimes, like that it's, bit where sometimes we... it's not the journey. If you say anything about <laughs> fucking friends, mate, I will box you. And I clap her on the back and go to my room. With Aww. a grin. Creep. <laughs> I, before uh, Liam can have what I assume will be some sort of oddly tender goodbye with Hess, considering that you've, your characters have inexplicably become closer than our three characters. Okay. <laughs> I just want to try. I'm just gonna put my hand out and see if she will like at least give me the respect of shaking my hand without calling me a prick or something. <laughs> she pauses for a second, stares at your hand, and slowly puts out her meaty nice paw for you and says, "You're not so bad, mate. Not so bad." I will take it. I shake the hand so enthusiastically and I run off into the room and you can audibly hear me say to Glitch, she shook it, she shook my hand. So cool. Oh, wow, did she do it? Oh, cool, what was it like? So, so little chill.
So the three of you all tucked up in bed together, you lucky things. You've got your nightcaps on? Mm-hmm. Who is this? No, you definitely do glitch, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's canon, isn't it? That's yeah, that's where you put your nightcap. I can never remember this one detail, but you don't you don't meditate like an elf, do you? I I think oh, no, you can't be put to sleep. Sleep. I I I sleep, but put to sleep. Yes. Yes, but I I think he he likes to think that he's meditating because he he likes to think he's really elfy and magical, but actually he is sleeping just like sat upwards. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe before we um. Before we all before we all nod off, I don't know how tired you are, but um, uh, who do you fancy? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what do you like, think of the Duke? Do you what? think he likes me? What uh, a really creepy start to a conversation yeah. as well. Uh, hey guys, are you yeah. guys still awake? <laughs> Using some kind of spells so that's right in your ear. As well. <laughs> hey, <laughs> anyone got any um thoughts on where we go when we leave Veld? Um, I. Well, look, I'll do this in character. Uh, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, I've been to two places, and I have had limited exposure to maps. So I was kind of going to wing it. Okay. I don't really have a destination in mind, but I'm open to suggestions, tips, tricks, things to do, places to eat, people to see. (laughs) (laughs) Lonely Planet guy. Um, It's just... um. I get the feeling that maybe we should try and find us a bit. Oh, that's actually that's that's actually better than my idea. Yeah, I know that we haven't talked about it that much, but um you know, it's been a little I've started to think about it a lot more recently and I was wondering if anyone had any any inklings on how we might go about that. I just think it's a there's no way we're ever going to be able to catch up to Taryn. She moves too fast and too secretly. We're, we're better not, off going for someone else. She's not actually Taryn, though. Aye, but she's got all the resources of Taryn. Ah, but who it's knows true. Taryn better than Taryn? Surely we could catch up to Taryn. No, I, I do I do think Votic makes a solid point. The one person we shouldn't go after is the one with a fast boat. <laughs> that would be a difficult thing to do. Mm. I, I mean, we... I, I, they would have left trails of some kind, right? Like, you know, they're the most famous people in the in the realm. It's hard to be walking around and not, you know, have been noticing a gold dragon. Or... Aye, I hate to see it, but the the most conspicuous one is you, me. Yeah, or the half-orc carrying a ball of gold. It's difficult to not, like, leave. The bling like, twins. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the ones. I reckon if we kind of went to the next nearest biggest town and asked about, there'd be, you know, something we could find out. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking that, like, in in my head, I think glitch glitch is at a bit of a weird crossroads because I I know that he would like to find Cassius, but I think that he thinks when he does, this is all gonna be over. Mm. Um, and I'm just trying to weigh up like the the emotional ramifications of whether you'd go whether you'd go after yourself if you thought that it was. You know, your journey wasn't yet done. Do you know what I mean? So I think that even if even if you guys suggested that, I think he'd hesitate at it. Yeah. Um, suggested what? Going going to find Cassius as being the easiest one to find. That was your idea? Oh, no, you meant just finding any of them. That's okay. why I suggested Taryn so strongly. Um, I think that's what Glitch would do. I think he'd try and divert. That's fine. But, I mean, like, I I think that's a nice character point but at the same time like logistically like what are we gonna like we, we need to we've got no way of 
body swapping back at this stage or like any means of taking down a a level 20 character <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of like, like we're, we're kind of like we can find them or at least get a little bit more information about their plans but I mean like realistically we can't do anything about it right now I guess that's the next question is yeah I mean should we maybe find someone who can teach us how to get back into our bodies or should we just go straight for finding one of us and seeing what the fuck happens you know what we really should do is kind of follow up on where that ring went didn't she do it? No, it wasn't a ring, was it? It was some sort of... Didn't she... Was it a ring? The wish... wish, 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 wish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wish ring. The, the ring would be the, the key thing to find out. Or at mm. least, you know, get some more arcane information. You know, because the, the one guy who can do any spells with us is using them to jump high and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's really fair, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's much of a lead here, but... While I was in the astral plane, there was this guy who kind of floated past. He was um, uh, he was also an astromancer, and it, like, it would have been good to hang out with Fed a bit more because he might have been able to help with this kind of thing. Because like, out of body ex- experiences and stuff, that's pretty astral plane-y, right? It's mm. true. Well, this guy was from. I can't believe, and it's your fault. Pads. Oh, right. He was from Bollocks Deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we could try heading there. Cool. So we're, like, I'm not letting... The, so what we're saying is we're agreeing, all three of us, before we do this in character voices, <laughs> oh that we're about to go Bollocks Deep. <laughs> is that what you're fucking saying? Cause, like, I'm so cause apart, glad apart, I just make a podcast with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and also, because apart from anything else as well, like listeners are going to assume that we did that, that we planned that deliberately to make oh, a shit joke, but we, we fucking didn't. That's the worst <laughs> thing about it. Like, it's organically happened and none of us are happy about it. It's just, I'm going to have to make the artwork for the, <laughs> for the episode arc and it's presumably going to be called... Going bollocks it's, deep. It's, I'm going to have to make a theme song for it. <laughs> what do you think that's going to fucking sound oh, come like? On, man, wow. That's going to be like the highlight of your life. Yeah. It's going to sound like 70s Finally porn. Finally allowed to make a song entitled Fine, bollocks I'll make deep. an album of bollocks deep songs. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside though, boys, bollocks deep is most of the... I can't believe it. Bollocks deep is, is a, a part of the journey up to Helmfall, which is where I'm from. Someone's been reading the player notes I sent out. Absolutely. Weird voice in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I don't know, I think there's some pretty bad shit going down with Cassius and uh, old bloody John. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not ready to face up to that yet, but Bollocks Deep sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And he well, did say go north. I mean, it's the safest it's place true, to go. What well, um, we've also not engaged even slightly, guys, with the fact that we are currently in someone else's brain. We should learn about that a little bit somehow. Find the man with the magic. Find out where we are. Find out how we can get back, and then we start to actually look for ourselves. That's a very weird sentence. But we've nailed planning. I just we just want to go travelling and find ourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah just find good. ourselves yeah. bollocks deep. Can we go to Thailand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would make this role, but um Taryn, I guess I'd still call you Taryn. No. Watek, as as the I mean, you know geography probably better than any of us. Do you know anything about Bollocks Deep? 
Do I know anything about bollocks? <laughs> do I have to do a history check here? Um, yeah, Wait. why not? Yeah, give me a history check. Oh, yeah. What have you got? Oh, mm, that's a six. Oh, a six. Um, bollocks Deep is somewhere on a map. <laughs> Great. It is probably quite appropriate that you don't know much about Bollocks Deep because it is one of the most central points on uh, the Falster Isle, which is the island you're currently on in Veld. This the huge central island in the Strail Islands, this chain of islands that you guys all know as home. Can you picture that, listener? Picture the islands. <laughs> Think of islands. Um... The reason that it's appropriate you don't know it is because it's in it's a kind of nestled into a mountainside right in the middle of this huge island. Uh, you know it's a short way off the same river that runs through Veld into the sea. Um, you also know that it's home to a legendary uh, wizard's tower, an abandoned wizard's tower that no one has been in or out of or seen anyone in, in and out for for several <sighs> hundred years. Guys, right, it's got a junction in it. It's oh. got an actual dungeon. A yeah. massive phallic tower. <laughs> in bollocks deep. Yeah, we have, to, we have to get over it, don't we? we yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe I'm just going to abbreviate it to B deep from now on. B deep. It doesn't sound much better, does it? Also, it doesn't matter how much you abbreviate it, because I feel like the more you abbreviate it, the more Paddy and I are inclined to say it. <laughs> Plus also, like a... Like How a, often have we said Veld? It'll be fine once we get there. BD. Does it imply the existence of a person called Bollock? Like, is it maybe their, their place? Like, isn't that when, when something's called a something's deep or like a something's... It could be like... It's Helm's like, deep kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe there was... there was Maybe there's like a, a, la- a lady Bollock or something that, that ran the town back in the day or... Maybe they're mining for deep, deep balls. It maybe, maybe I have got this completely confused. It, but deep does refer to like when something has been like fortified specifically into a location, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, I don't really know. I thought it was a bit like Dell or something, and there might be like a valley or mm. a, or a, that may have been. So what, you, you built guys, up. You, you, you guys feel for like thirty seconds, and I'm just going to do a quick Google because I uh, can't. I can't not know. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a. I think a good plan. He says, thinking about what he's got to write for the next episode. Yeah. Sweet. Um, bollocks deep. Don't worry, we is. gave you a name. Thanks, guys. That bit's done. You did, you've done me a solid. Hey? Hey? Oh, here right, we go. Solid. Yeah. Um, <sighs> okay, well, that waits you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, I, well I, get, I, guess to, I guess in two days we will head to bollocks deep. But for tomorrow, just a quick thought, we should probably split up. Aye, that's... If we're seen together in Veld tomorrow, we're fucked. And I, you know what? I'm sort of done with here as well. I'd quite like to see a bit more of the old, um, the old world. I thought you were going to say done with you. <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit done with you two dicks. So I'm um, going, I'm going off with Hess. <laughs> so I tell you what, it's just make sure if you go off and do, I'm going to go and do my own thing, I guess. I've probably got some loose ends to tie off. Aye, we're pretty noticeable individually it's only going to be worse if people see all three of us together hmm. it's true it's true well, I'm, I'm going to have a bit of a lion so I will I don't know then I guess I'll wake up in the middle of you two <laughs> <laughs> great good pan guys yeah great Votic has already fallen asleep oh, well I think we'll leave the three of you with some nice lullaby music playing in the background can I can I roll to put Wattic's hand in some like lukewarm water how many be... times have you done that to That's him? Slight... And he hasn't peed yet. That's, That's slight... the annoying thing. Slight of hand. You keep getting those crit ones, mate. You're Laurie not going to no piss on me. me. Hasn't let this come to fruition yet. It's oh annoying. no, okay, easy. Give me a stealth. Give me a stealth check, and you give me a perception check. Leo. All right, cool. Let's do this. Straight up and down rolling. 
All right, stealth check. That's my worst this, one, actually. This is what the podcast is going to like devolve into. This <gasps> I've no, don't make that face at me because I'm genuinely whatever I have to do, which I will roll a one, is take minus two from it. So hit it, go roll for it. it, roll it. That's a ten minus two. Is that ten or a nineteen? That's ten. Ten. So it's eight. I got five. Oh, he pees. <laughs> you successfully. It's like in D&D. Okay, okay. You, uh, you successfully, without noticing, put Vartik's hand into a beaker of hot water. Hand, Lovely. Just kind Where's of... he got a fucking beaker from? Lukewarm. Uh, just, a cu- just a cup. Yeah, just like, kind you know. Of beaker. We're all, Not a conical we're all, flask. Really. We're explorers. We've all got explorers packs. I assume that has a some sort mug. of... Okay. Yeah, mug. Okay. okay. Hey, I tell you what. After, after our little rest up, we'll see... What happens there? You so your your preparation for this next episode is mapping out bollocks deep and working out if I piss myself. I feel like that's well spent time. Hey guys, we need, we need a cliffhanger to go to the middle plane, and there it is. Ooh, cliff wanger. That's that. That's just a dick joke. That doesn't work. You can't just make a dick joke. My beautiful idol fantasists and welcome to the middle plane i'm doing this on my own this time uh, just because it's a bump long episode and we don't have too much time to spare this is one of our traditional idol fantasy interludes idol interludes uh i say traditional we've done one so far that makes a tradition in my book uh, we'll be checking in with each of our three characters to see what they might like to do on their last day in Veld in just a second. But before we do that, just wanted to say a very brief but heartfelt thank you once more for listening to our silly little podcast. Uh, we hope you're enjoying it a lot. Um, do remember to tell your pals, your family, your pets, anyone you think might be interested in a bit of D&D action. Try and convert someone maybe who's never even heard of the bloody thing before. Imagine that, trying to get them involved in this dice rolling game apropos of nothing. Um, do remember you can find all of our stuff at our website idlefantasy.com as well as all of our other stuff on Twitter and Instagram and all the like. Uh, and yes, we'll be back with another episode, the next episode. I know we've got the dates a little bit wrong, but I have revised them slightly. And luckily, all the next dates have multiples of seven. So, next episode of Idol Fantasy, which will be episode 15, the first episode of our brand new arc, see where that might lead you uh, at the end of this episode, on Friday the 28th of June. That's Fantasy Freaky Friday the 28th of June. We love you very much. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. So, Votic. Hello. You wake up the next morning back in the burrow, in the uh, in your little bunk room, mm-hmm. in the <coughs> family's quarters after the previous day's exertions. You've had a good chance to rest up. And as you awake, you realise it must be dawn or close to it, despite there being no 
light down here and that familiar well your familiar tobacco pangs are probably kicking off <laughs> yeah again. my nicotine addiction <laughs> and uh, as you wake you see that the two bunks next to you are still occupied by your traveling companions by a uh, glitch and teddy who are snoozing soundly um and the day is yours as the duke has set out to tie up any loose ends in veld before you have to leave tomorrow morning. Right, yeah. So my question for you, mate, is how do you spend this last day? What's on a, what's on Votic's list? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, I need to get back to uh, my potion shop. If I'm leaving, I need to, you know, make sure that there's nothing incriminating left there or <laughs> anything. Probably warn Zebish as well. <laughs> oh, good shout. Yeah, we haven't seen much of him since the uh, the Brave Escape. Um, okay, well, I think, is there anything you want to tie up here? Are you just kind of collecting your stuff and heading out? Yeah, I think just head out, yeah. Actually, before you go out, Wattic, there is one thing we do need to resolve. Um, Your hand is awfully damp this morning, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw to see if anything else is damp. Oh, fuck's sake. Where have all my good rolls gone now? That's a six. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes, I made him pee. I'm sorry. (laughs) And all I had to roll was a 10. I changed my britches. <laughs> and we're both asleep, but we're both smiling, right? Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> okay, well, you um, you head out into the streets of Veld, and as you surmise, it is dawn. Um, everything is kind of slowly coming to life. Um, as you head out of one of these familiar secret passages that leads back to near your shop in the Narrows. Um, and there's already a concentrated guard presence around, but with your kind of stealthy coming and going you managed to make your way unseen to your shop is there any guards there or has that been that's a good point i hadn't thought about that you've definitely been seen Jarnell knows who you are um i mean it probably would be safe to say that when when you get there there are two stuffy looking guards looking at the front of your shop you get a good eye on as you as you lead your way as you make your way across to the front door um they both look pretty ramshackle. They look like they're still wait- they're waiting to be relieved from the next shift. Mm-hmm. Probably been up all night looking for you guys. Um, how would you how would you get past them? Uh, oh, like is there any other point of egress into the shop? Ooh, egress? Yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, do you have maybe there's something of a, a greenhouse or something that you grow some of the components for your potions and lotions? In yeah, here? I wouldn't wonder. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can make our way into the back entrance. Maybe that'd be the yeah, way. Yeah, I'll through. give that. I'll give that a go. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, I think you can. You easily kind of skirt around to the back door via this this greenhouse full of horrible plants and and various ingredients and you uh you steal your way inside to your deserted shop which is much as you left it a couple of days ago when you saw off uh, the two henchmen the duke's henchmen god it was only a couple of days ago that's cray cray i know i know it's all it's all moved along we've been doing this for what seems like months <laughs> <laughs> barely a few days has passed um and you're back in your quiet shop everything is as you left it previously What's your uh, what's your business here? I, I don't really think Wattic had many like personal possessions, but because um, like we did check the shop, but I think the main thing I want to do is just make sure that there's nothing like incriminating. So I think I'm gonna take the ledger with me. Uh huh. Um, I think uh, like I don't know. Would would there have been any like potion recipes or anything that I'd like? Well, that would have been written down. It's funny you ask, Liam. A little surprise I've been keeping for everyone. Well, not really surprised because you've actually done some preparation for this, but uh, <laughs> this is probably the perfect time for you to 
level up. Hit the music. Everybody's leveling up, and we're giving it everything. Yeah. Oh, what a what a tune! What a beautiful tune! <laughs> Thanks, Pads, so much for that. Everybody leveling up. I just realised I'm going to have to play this three times in this episode. Um, Paddy's going to get lots of royalties, um, but this probably is the perfect time. You're going through your 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 potions and lotions list. You're you're putting together some of the ingredients enough in your satchel to to cast some of these spells, and we're going to bump you all up to level four this oh, episode. Nice. Yeah. Skip a level, um, and you have chosen to kind of fit with your potions and lotions an archetype of the of the rogue subclass. Um, oh yeah, I picked uh, arcane trickster. Ah, which is a kind of wizard come come thief right yeah yeah what i kind of thought would be kind of cool is so the whole idea is that you can take a certain number of uh wizard like first level spells and cantrips mm. and i thought that rather than taking like actual spells i'd kind of create potions that are kind of like equivalents of certain spells that's so lovely i love that and then we can use your spell slots as like how many supplies you have yeah exactly out. yeah yeah. Excellent. Okay. What kind of what kind of stuff have you gone with? All right. Okay. So, um, the first uh, I'll do my uh, I'll do my spells first. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one's Alchemist's Fire, which is one that I learned like a couple of episodes ago. Yes. I haven't had a chance to make. So, yeah, I'm going to make that into like a proper spell. So this is you know just kind of like you toss it at someone and it basically covers them in this sticky stuff that sets them on fire oh mini napalm that's lovely yeah yeah there's a lot of a bottle of something that you throw at someone and do something horrible to them lovely basically what i've selected um there's this one that in the notes vatic just described this as an accident waiting to happen (laughs) uh which is like this incredibly like slippery substance which is kind of made of like uh, slug gloop and kind of like uh, you know kind of gristle and all sorts of stuff and basically if you drop a flask of this on the floor uh, it'll just make the surface incredibly slippery and knock people prone mm. if they're not dexterous enough um, then uh, also found uh, a recipe for something known as happy tabaki uh, <laughs> which is like this cigarette that Fucking honks. I think I've decided that, like, Votic has no sense of smell. Yeah, okay, which has been burnt out it's by just, so long in the lab. Exactly. And... <laughs> so, like, he can't smell how fucking vile this thing is. But animals really like it. And, like, this is basically used to charm animals. Like, he just lights one of these up and, like, gives them a bit of blowback. And uh, <laughs> they kind of, like, really like Votic for a short while. So you've got, you got catnip fags. Yeah, basically. essentially, yeah. <laughs> um uh, then uh, my cantrips are uh, rhyme flask, which is kind of like almost like a, a bottle of like ray of frost. Oh, nice! You toss that, and it kind of like uh, does like ice damage, like frost damage to people. Um, there's the uh, vial file, which is like a similar thing, uh, but it's for poison. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just used to like uh, poison uh, uh, poison people. And then um, the last cantrip is. Uh, uh, Wattix Wonderbonder, Wattix Wonderbonder. Uh, again, I don't think Taron's quite got the grip of whether or not he's Wattix or Wattix. Um And this is basically, it's just like this super strong adhesive, um, which the spell it's kind of based on is called um, Mending, is where oh, you yeah. can like 
fix like tears or rips or like snapped objects um but like this version of it basically is just like this super super strong adhesive super glue yeah super glue basically <laughs> one of the other things uh that happens when uh, a rogue goes up to level four is they get to choose uh to put two more points into uh some of their stats okay uh, so i've chosen to put that into uh intelligence uh, because my intelligence was all right it wasn't that great though uh, and that is going to be what my spells cast off of so makes a lot of sense yeah very sensible choices um and this probably you know as you're there preparing all these spells um preparing all these potions rather and remembering how to uh make them and remembering the kind of ingredients you have to imbue to make sure they work perfectly over your little your little lab and your little uh bunsen burner more of these memories, more of these attachments to bits of Votic's life come stronger to you and, and bits of Tarin's experience that are kind of more relevant probably kick in as well. And you have this kind of this sense of reconnecting with who you once were a little bit more. Some of those and some of those experiences of being Votic kind of sync up with your own synapses and your own nerves a bit more. That's my explanation anyway. Oh, nice. To it. Um, so probably quite a strange experience, though. Maybe a bit of a nosebleed incurred during the whole process. The way I'm kind of picturing it, though, is like... So, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I sort of feel as though the longer I spend in this body, Mm. probably the closer I feel to being this person... As you would. ...than, like, uh, Taryn. And I think, like, the other thing that's, like, pushing that is, like, the vision that I've sort Like, I saw of, like, Taryn... Like mm. that, it kind of feels like that is not who I am anymore. Like, so yeah, like I think I'm, I think I'm feeling less and less like Taron and more and more like Vartic, but probably actually it's like something that is neither of those, like something in the middle. Yeah. Ugh, that's a bit, that makes my brain hurt a bit too much to think <laughs> about it. Um, and as you say, we saw you had that flash of Taron on, on the Dusk Stormer. Presumably yeah. with a cargo of um, what appeared to be slaves. Yeah. So, I mean, in the rest of your day, now now you've sorted out the shop. Is there anything you want to do in the shop, by the way, before we, we move on here? Yeah, I think I'm going to... Um, I don't know if uh, Zebesh will come back here, but I'm just going to pen a short letter basically saying, I'm sorry, old friend. Uh, it's not safe here for me, and it probably isn't safe here for you anymore. Mm. Uh Thanks for all that you've done, W. And I'm just going to leave that somewhere. Okay. You pop this little note, maybe, yeah, somewhere it can be seen if Zebish ever makes his way back. Yeah. And you make your way stealthily back out of the back door. Yeah. Collecting some of your ingredients to, to propel all your new... I take my potions cells. in a bindle and I <laughs> walk out with sad music playing. The sad Hulk music yeah. plays. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, well, you've got the rest of the day here to spend how you wish. Um, tie up any loose ends here in Velve before you, you're moved on. What else? Is there anything else you'd like to spend your day doing? Yeah, so, again, I've been thinking about this. I'm pretty fucked off with whatever is happening to my old body, and I want to make it hard for it, for, for whoever is controlling Taryn now. Um, so I basically... Because, like, like I'm a little, I'm a little gnome nobody... Like, I'm never going to be able to take on Taron the Dread. But the one thing that I have 
like like that is useful against her is all the information she's ever had. So I, is there anyone I can like pass this on to? Mm. Like is there like is there like any like any like notable kind of like uh like pirates in the area or like a port authority like oh. who's in charge of Veld, you know? I like that. Okay, I d- let's do this. Let's do this. Um in in the uh, the Strail Islands, which we've mentioned a couple of times, this is the kind of the chain of islands where Veld is is based. We haven't really explored this a lot. Uh, I've got a, a little map to knock up somewhere, um, but I think probably um, the equivalent of the East India Company in this area. Oh, is, nice! Uh, there's yeah. like a kind of trading. What starts out as a trading partnership and has become one of the kind of leading. Um, government forces in the local area um they are going to be called oh, the strail blubber consortium uh, <laughs> <laughs> much in the same way that the east india company made its name by trading you know stuff from india this is a company who uh made their name trading seal blubber seals are an abundant resource in the uh, in the strail islands off in the north these are kind of off the northwest coast of the forgotten realms real D place um and I think they they've got offices all over the islands, and it would certainly be a large one in Veld. All right, okay. Well, I think I'm gonna like, I think I'm gonna make my way there then. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll cut to the chase. You head down. Um, this is a place you knew from your previous life, or you would be able to find with a few questions asked of people. You're sent quickly to the dockyards. Um, again, the presence of the guard is strong here, but you slip by unnoticed largely and you find yourself in front of their Veld office. Um, you see this kind of quite ornate dockside building with um, its own private jetty, these magnificent frigates and trading ships stocking up their goods being passed away and passed on through. Um, and this, this ornate building kind of come warehouse, um, you see there's a, a, a sign with a, a large furry horned walrus on the front um the kind of symbol of the uh the blubber consortium sure why not <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're waved your way in and you see there's a large queue of people um waiting in front of a bank of tellers um and some ornate doors leading off to presumably some some more offices inside um and what are you going to do just kind of rock up and and see who's going to take your who's going to listen to you what do, who would you be looking for here um, I think I'm just going to try and talk to like the head honcho. I'm, I think the worst thing that could happen here is that some underling doesn't pass on some fucking message. So yeah, okay. I think I'm just basically go in and like say to everyone that I see, I've got information on Taron the Dread. Okay. Well, I think maybe you first take a ticket. You wait in line. You, I'm not going to make you do the. He's a good boy. Uh, <laughs> it. Yeah. Let's roll to see what number I get on my <laughs> ticket. Oh, it's a fifteen. Bing bing. Wood ticket number 97. Uh-oh, they're down the, the other side of 100, mate. You're going to be here for hours. Oh, shit, I didn't roll a high enough dice. <laughs> no, we um, we cut to, I think, you know, you're, you're shown through to a teller. You start telling them about Taryn and this um, overworked young halfling goes, I'm sorry, sir, sorry, sir. If you... Taryn the Dread. Oh, oh, quickly, just wait here, sir. Where's here? And he pops over into the back room and and then comes back out and says please 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 and shows you through these ornate double doors excellent you walk down a long corridor and you're shown into um he knocks a, a this another set of double doors at the other end and you hear a enter 
at the other end and you're shown into this room uh, sitting at a, a huge desk covered in, in charters and papers um, is a, a very tall and austere human woman. Um, she's got a uh, dark hair pulled back into a neat bun, a pair of pince-nez on, on perched on the end of her nose and a very plush-looking parrot on her shoulder. Oh, nice. <laughs> and she um, bear doesn't even look up as you're shown in. The doors are closed behind you and says, yes, yes, what is it? I understand you have some information for us. Hmm? Uh Aye, I've got some uh, information on uh, Taron the Dread. Mm, oh, oh, Taron the Dread? Oh yeah, the parrot's going to be a consistent feature in this scene. I, I, I imagine that's going to make the time fly by. <laughs> <laughs> fly by? <laughs> can, can, the, can the parrot hear what we're saying in the real oh, world? The parrot can see through all realities, my friend. Oh my God. Um, and the woman says, not now, not now, Edgar, not now, not now. And feeds, feeds it a cracker and says... We get a lot of hoaxes about pirates and the like. I hope you understand that um, we can't act on this information immediately, but anything you may be able to offer could be useful, young man. Look, you're just going to have to trust me. My mm. information is good. Um, so I don't want anything for this. I just want to make sure she comes to justice. Just- like, she has hurt some people close to me. And I can't keep quiet about it anymore. Well, and she suddenly looks up from her papers and and pulls the little glasses off. This is interesting information. She is renowned as a hero of this city and in these parts. And you're telling me she's in the murder murder game, the harm game. She has taken many of our ships and many of our cargoes, but this is some new information. If we took this to the the high courts, perhaps we can take her down. Well, good luck finding her. Hmm. You, we do have information. What is this information? Maybe we can find her more efficiently. Uh, have you got a chart or something? He pulls, she pulls out a, a kind of beautiful, gilt-edged chart and says, mm, Yes, little man, what is it? All right, I'm going to mark a couple of locations on here. And uh, I reach over, mm-hmm. and um, the first thing is I put an X in this area uh, that's... Uh, known as the uh, the gibbling horn uh, which is uh, just off of this uh, this island uh, it's kind of a very treacherous um, area and I say this is where she hides out she'll sometimes seem like she's got she's absolutely gone off the map but this is where she's hiding out there's a cavern around the easternmost part uh, point of this horn and it's it's treacherous to get in. You've got to have a small, fast vessel like the Dusk Stormer, but you can get in that cavern. And if if you can't find her, I guarantee that's where she'll be. So that's my first bit of information. You have more. You I, want nothing for this. No. I just want a promise mm. that you're going to bring her to justice. I see. Yes, carry on. The second thing is... and. And again, another little X goes on the map. Mm-hmm. You see this? The, uh, the, third, the third most eastern island of the uh, Lanish Archipelago here. Uh-huh. Now, this is where she drops off most of her haul. If she's not carrying it with her, this is where it gets buried. Treasure. Maybe some of our supplies are there. This is intriguing information. I know for a fact some of your supplies are there. If you ever hear someone named Amelina Kreb, that's Taryn. That's Am- her pseudonym. 
Amelina Kreb. A ridiculous name. All right, mate. I mean, I, <laughs> I came up with it on the spot. <laughs> Edgar goes, mm, ridiculous name. <laughs> Not now, Edgar. Another, another cracker in the mouth. Um, this is... And she, and she draws back from the chair and looks at the map and looks at you and says, this is a lot of information for a do-gooder to be passing on, Mr... That's not important. I'd rather huh. remain anonymous. Yes, I thought as much. Now, listen, we get I told you we get a number of, 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 of pranks, and you don't strike me as a joker. But mm-hmm. what's to stop me handing you over to the City Watch right now as an, as, as a, as an accomplice of this pirate, as, a, as, as an accessory to these thefts and, dare I say, murders that you've mentioned? What's to say you're not just a disgruntled ex-crewmate of this Tarin? Maybe the feared Goggins the Dread. <laughs> Wait, are we now saying canonically Goggins is Taryn's partner well, and the Dread is their surname? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think it's more that Goggins has a fearsome reputation as well. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Um, I can't lie and say I'm not somewhat accountable for some of the things that Taryn has done. I could go further than that and see I'm accountable for a lot of it, in fact. And, you know, you're probably right. I probably am probably am guilty. And all I can hope is that this, informi- this information I provided you will go some way to, you know, redeeming me in your eyes. She arches her fingers and stares at you. And the parrot leans... Uh, Edgar, sorry, to give his, his full name, by the way. And you haven't asked, it's J. Edgar Plumage. Uh, he, he, leans, <laughs> he, leans, he leans forward and he says, Lies! Lie! Lie! All right, okay, okay. This little parrot bastard is going to... Jabber's mate over here. Yeah. Salacious crumb. Okay, I think I might... Um, I think I might burn one of my spell slots Ooh. to... Uh, uh, roll myself a little bit of happy tobacco. I thought I might tempt you. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Hope you don't mind if I have a quick, uh, a quick, a quick smoke. This is most irregular, most irregular. So I, I, I start puffing and I make sure that plenty of this. I imagine that she is not delighted at this smell. No, she's leaning back further, arching further, and looks ready to kind of summon a guard in. Yeah, um, uh, but I'm blowing plenty in uh, Edgar's uh, direction. <laughs> Edgar is transfixed immediately. Uh, do you need to make a? Uh, do I need to make a saving throw for this? Uh, yeah, you have to do a wisdom saving throw against my uh, my uh, my spell save DC, which is a twelve. All right. Edgar is not a wise bird. <laughs> Edgar kind of hypnotically follows the the end of your cigarette and then and then just flies over and sits on your shoulder and looks at you quizzically, and she says, Edgar, Edgar. Oh, and you see her entire face softens, her expression completely drains. She says, well, Edgar is not kind to anyone who is not trustworthy, young man. Oh, I always knew you had something of the, uh, of the, uh, the law-abiding citizen in you. Look, I will take this information on good faith. If I hear of anything, and if I am, any of my men are led to danger, or is this some kind of trap, I will have your guts, sir. That but, seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. And where would I find you, young man, if I were to need to bring those guts in? Just ask for me at the Three Goats. Ask for? Daddy Dyer. <laughs> Dad, well, Daddy, don't you write it down on a thing? Well, 
Ah, oh, fuck. I hope that doesn't come and bite me back <laughs> in the ass. Very good. Very good. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. And um, I assure you the full force of the Blubber Consortium will be on this sea pirate. Make no mistake. Good day. And she waves you out, puts the glasses back down, and goes back to her papers. <sighs> Bridge burned. <laughs> Daddy Dyer is no longer a friend. Yeah. All right, well, we'll... Uh... Well, North Taran, really, I suppose. Mm. We'll see how this plays out, young man. I'm calling you young man now. I'm really <laughs> inhabiting the role. So, Pads, we'll come to Glitchy Boy next, who's going to be second awake, I think, yep. given his pre- crepuscular ways. How are you doing? Very, very well. I think he's had, he's had a, he, he's excited to go out and explore the world, so he's probably had a relatively good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And he's excited about the day ahead. Wow, that's quite optimistic, given, you know, the load of shit you guys are in at the moment. Th- this is very true. I think that, I think that he's, he's... I think that the itch of needing to know what's going on with Cassius and uh, and the the original three is starting to creep up on him, which mm. is uh, causing a little bit of a dilemma in his head, uh, because he just doesn't want the dream to end, Laurie. And regrettably, I mean, it is also time for you to level up, and I say regrettably because it means I've got to put on that fucking jingle again. Yeah. <laughs> Your face whenever I what play that. What a club God, banger. I love it, don't you? <laughs> Have you ever been to a club and listened to a banger? I've been to one club. Yeah? And it was fine. What was the banger? Oh, the banger was uh, Cascada's Every Time We Touch. Mm, I don't think you've ever listened to that song. <laughs> yeah, no, we all... I have all, listened to it. Yeah, we're all in a club. In was, the club, You didn't yeah. let me finish that. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, all right, well, um, what is what is Glitch getting out of the, the club? The level four clear. The level four clear has brought many new things to Glitch. Um, For a start, he's got nine more hit points, making him a tasty 20 hit point boy. Is this all going to be this granular? Yeah, no, no, it's not going to be this granular. (laughs) I popped off his hit points by nine with a couple of dice rolls. Um, That's pretty good for a whiz, man. Yeah, not bad, actually. He's not, well, he's still very squishy, but he doesn't doesn't need to be a a hard as nails boy. And also he is very skinny and thin, so he'd he'd never be that strong, would he? Uh, and he's, I, I decided that he's busted up his intellect by two. I think that all this kind of study of books and stuff like that has started to give him a bit of a deeper understanding of magic and reading. <laughs> now he's really good at reading. Wow, is that, is that the only role play? Yeah, like Liam <laughs> had all these great ideas for being a, an arcane trickster that involved his potions and lotions and you just read a bit is that mm. what you're telling me well yeah i mean i mean liam's a much deeper guy than me i think in reality i don't think that's true mate. i think you're doing yourself down well maybe i mean i mean i think i think it's more of an awareness of the world he's he cassius never had to look into this kind of stuff in the way that a wizard would have to actually function day to day and i think as he started to have to think about big things like body swaps and whether his mind is his own and stuff like that. I think that level of study and looking into sort of the arcane is what has, has honed his mind. I mean, that's lovely. There we go. That was very deep. Again, I mean, you've, you've gone you've gone further than I thought, which was that you've just found some spells in your book that look exciting. I have also done that. Yeah. Just and and he's 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 been practicing he's been practicing magic and gaining a bit more of an understanding of it. And he's he's been flicking through this book and he started to work out a few more spells. And uh, he's got five over the last two levels. He's le- he's learned five more spells, Laurie. Um, and they are catapult, 
Catapults. Yes, which is like telekinesis, but with throwing small things. Okay, so he's, he's moved up from throwing his own self up. Yeah, exactly. Increasing heights. Exactly. So now he can launch stuff at people, which is very cool. Um, he's also learnt feather fall. Because I think <laughs> to, go with to go, to go yeah. with catapult and jump, I think he also thought he had to maybe take precautions that he might end up jumping off something very high. Um, and so he's learned how to fall with grace and how to let his friends fall with grace. Um, and then we're looking at we're looking at big boy spells. We're looking at level okay. two spells. Whoa, whoa. And uh, he has learned hold person because I think he he wanted to get back. That was a skill that he did have as Cassius was the ability to sort of hold people with his mind. And I think he's maybe rediscovered how to do that. Not to the level that Cassius could do it, but he's he's getting a little yeah, bit. You're better, damn right, right, not to level Cassius could do it. Uh, scorching ray, which is a big old fire explosion. And finally, Ray of Enfeeblement, oh. which is the cool new necromancer spell that I thought to go with his um, the Ray of Sickness that he's used yeah. a few times with his little horrible mouths. I think the little mouths have maybe learned a new stench that they can throw at people and it <laughs> makes new, people just like, oh no. A new mouth, hand, hand mouth stench. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So that's, been, that's been all, all of a, his upgrades. What, and a rich, what a rich spell book you have now. <laughs> exactly. Absolute grimness. It's it more exciting with the day, Laurie. More exciting with the day. So what else is glitch? up to this glorious morning maybe he's you know spent spent the early morning with his nose in his spell book mm. figuring all this stuff out um practicing uh, in silence in the corner what what else does the day bring well i think i think he he, he did start the day with this, this 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 want for knowledge and as i said earlier like him thinking about all these new things in his life and i think he feels this thing rise inside of him that's like you know what maybe i should try and find a lead on Bloody John, or maybe I should, mm. maybe maybe I should look more into the wish spell. Maybe I should go back to Glitch's house. Maybe I should try and work out what's going on with all these corpses and Dampy the Grave Digger, and maybe I should tie up some loose ends. Okay, but I think that he left his bedroom with all of these things in mind and all these bags and his books, and immediately saw a flyer for the circus. You, hang on, Roll circus back. flyer. So. Uh, you want me to just come up with a circus, do you? On the on the off, is yeah. that all you want? Yeah, we're we're improv buds. I did. Fuck you, number Ma- one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that, mate. We're just it's doing a this. big old poster. Maybe he sees it, or it floats past. Oh, him maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe not, Paddy. Maybe and, there isn't. I mean, it floats past him and lands right at his feet, and suddenly all of those thoughts are gone, and he wants to go to the circus. DM. I'm sorry, listeners. I tried, man. I tried to get a bit of in. Fine. Okay. Fine. A fucking circus. A circus. Great. It is. Thanks, Dice Great. Chief. Okay. I knew I could trust you. What's mm. that withering? Look? God, there's just like the only. I mean, you know, I feel like this. This suits Cassius. It just also really suits Paddy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fine. The the flyer falls flat on your face, and it advertises in um, you know shifting magical text with a with a picture of this beautiful pale skinned blonde haired elf winking you know magically on the front Martina Miggles and her marvellous magical menagerie oh my god and it has uh, details of where to find them in uh, the old town of of Veld still a pretty nebulous and nasty place Um, but yeah all right, you can go to the circus I'm going to is it open now can I go right now 
Yes, in the name in the name of expediency, fucking yes. Okay, great. He's he's beelining for the circus. He's forgotten about everything that happened okay. in the past week, and he's heading for this circus. He loves. If a you circus. made me come up with a circus and then double backed on going to the circus, I would actually <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd quit the pod. But he right sees now. a waterfall filled with mice. Yeah. Oh, loud. Also, I just want to make it clear now: Cassius has never been to a circus. Has he not? He's always wanted to go to the circus. Oh, that's convenient. And never and never got the chance oh, to go. Way to make me feel bad about being angry about this, Pads. Maybe that's he started fine. his own little circus in the monastery. What would be in his own little circus? Oh, just him and some bells. Some bells. God, that's so sad. Maybe he tried to convince his rabbit friend or whatever to come in some of his little beasties around. Well, you roll up to um to the circus and it is... I mean, everything you and Cassius has ever dreamed of. There are people lining up um, in advance. There are uh, stalls out the front, people selling you know, candied goods and... and coconut shies all that kind of thing but as you arrive the, the sun is kind of setting it's late in the day you've been studying your spells for a long time mm. and uh, you hear the call of a uh, the circus master and the ushers saying roll up roll up Madame Martina herself will be appearing in about some minutes in the big top. I can't think of it. You, this is what you're driving me to. It's just a circus. It's Zippo's from Whitney. That's it's Zippo's. It exactly. It's Zippo's. <gasps> I think, oh, this, oh, the look of childish wonder on his face as he dashes to what I, I want to look at all the sideshows and get into that big is top. Is there any, anything you're looking at in particular? Um, I, well, I think he's got to buy something candied. I mean, that's what you do at the circus. Is there any kind of floss? You know, some kind of magic floss? Or what, what, what kind of candies are, are these guys hawking? Uh, you go up to one of the stalls and there's a, a very kind of squat dwarvish man who says, Hello, my friend, would you like to buy some beautiful candied goods? It's candy, just candy. He's not scared. He's, he's dwarven, mate. Don't bring it into this. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I buy one of each. <laughs> one of each. Okay, he hands over an assortment of horrible things. There's a kind of, there's a small mammal that looks to be completely encrusted in sugar on a stick. He says, this one is put a pep in your step. Immediately, the whole thing. <laughs> okay. um, give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, yes, sure. Glitchy. Okay, that's uh, that's that's going to be a four. A four. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, you jump on this thing and you, the, the texture is kind of unpleasant. It's crunchy on the outside and stringy on the inside. Mm. Um, you just gave me a really good look at your tongue, which is kind of bright yellow, apparently, yeah, right now. Yeah, loads of coffee, yeah, <laughs> Which is appropriate, because it comes away with this claggy, horrible stuff, and you're chewing it, and it, and it does not sit well with you at all. Even though there's maybe a tear in my eye, I'm a, cir- I'm a circus boy. <laughs> I'm loving the circus so much. Yes, it is It is good. Are you okay, friend? Oh, oh yes. Fan dabby. Have you got anything maybe slightly with a, maybe, maybe a slightly fresher aftertaste? Oh. Clear the palate before I head into the old big top. Um, he... He near he he heads over to a, a smaller stand and there's a little one of those uh, a metal bowl shiny inside. He pours various ingredients in, gets a bigger stick, starts swirling it around this this contraption. And it comes up with this um, rainbow of of kind of candied floss. I guess you could call it. If what is this do. candied floss I see before me, dwarf man? Why this. This is celestial floss, my friend. My fi- I can tell you are a character of fine refinement. Oh, I am. They call me the refiner. They don't. No, do they? <laughs> you do. Uh, no, I. okay, refiner, sure. It is said that the Azimar themselves, the heaven-touched, divined this recipe. They brought it back on the wings from the celestial plane themselves. And he winks in the most exaggerated manner at you. Oh, my God. Five I- gold pieces, my friend. Just five gold pieces for you. Five gold pieces. And he rustles through his tiny wallet. 
I think Zach has all the. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach has got all the money. Oh no. Oh, um, oh please, sir. <laughs> please let me just a taste. Tis my first time at a circus. Uh, he says, "Oh, if no goals, no no rainbow fluff for you, my boy." What if I were to give you this? And I reach into my component pouch and I pull out. A cricket's leg. This ingredient, which you could use in one of your little delicious treats. I promise you, tis from the hills of Bollocks Deep. Why have you become all Shakespearean I on this journey? I think it's because he's at a circus. He's trying to be more <laughs> grandiose. Oh, my friend, yes. No, I know it's more like this, but... Roll me a persuasion check. I want to give you disadvantage, but you, you go... No, go normal. Go normal. Go normal? Is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> that is... that. Uh, that's bad. Uh, that is a eight. An eight? Yeah. Kind of, kind of persuasive, but um, he he frowns. He says, "Don't put any fucking bug parts in my beautiful, beautiful uh, conjunctions. It is not not bugs I make with this. What do you, what do you?" And he's suddenly angry. He's like, "You're you're a hoodlum and a no good thief." I promise I'm not a hoodlum, but look, and I pour out more crickets legs, and I'm just like five of them just for a taste. Anything, get out of my way! Oh, do you and take I, these insect parts? I ta- all right, I take a big lick of the candy floss and then and then and then skip off the <laughs> celestial he- floss. And it reminds there's and and a brief a brief tear comes to my eye as it reminds me of the old Johnny Rogers that bloody John Christ used to make us back in the day. What's, no, what's a Johnny Roger? Oh, it was his little candied beans that he used to make as little treats around the monastery. Okay. Johnny Rogers, he called them. Bloody fuck, they were nice. This is horrid. I'm regretting this journey already. <laughs> I skip off towards the big top, unper- unperturbed by what has happened. Okay. Um, you head into the big top. People are all crowding around. It's it's uh, a busy day at the circus, apparently. <laughs> and um, you're inside. And it's, almost, it's almost completely dark in here. There are very few lights. There are a couple of stewards dressed in these beautiful red uniforms showing people to empty seats. And a young woman shows you your way to a seat kind of halfway up on one of the sides of this big top. But you can see it's quite a plain, um, sawdust-covered floor. There's not much else going on mm. in here at the moment. Okay. I, I, I take my seat. Okay. If he had a T-shirt that said the word circus on it, he would be wearing it every day. Okay. Well, that would require T-shirts to be a thing. Oh, yeah, sure. If he so, had a, a tunic. A big sorry. if. A big if. <laughs> Almost the moment your bottom hits the, the wooden bench, um, you see and the audience starts to <gasps> gasp and uh, exchange uh, words of wonderment as uh, a single red orb seems to dis- appear at the top of the big top top of the big top and uh descends slowly spinning and there's this beautiful red light kind of um throbbing from inside that casts this light over the audience in in brighter and brighter swells do i do i know what this is is it is it magic is is i mean is it magic (laughs) is it no it's it's cgi mate (laughs) it's one of those classic cgi have i ever seen anything like this before roll me an arcana check 14. 14. Oh, you're an arcane boy. I'm very arcane. Um, I've almost with a hint of smugness, you you identify this as it's it's an advanced form of um, thaumaturgy and of uh, what's the other Kremlin spell? Well, like prestidigitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a kind it's a conjuring trick. Mm. Uh, maybe with a bit of levitation thrown, but it's it's it's, it's an it's an elegant execution of this kind of magic. Oh, in very your experience. cool. Very very cool. Wait to yeah, wait to yeah, do you start telling people it's just <laughs> actually don't worry it's I just know how to do that too by the way I know how to do that too by the way the other day I learned mage hand that's my new cantrip I forgot to mention earlier oh, okay. he's been practicing mage hand <laughs> he's getting real good at it he's getting real handsy <laughs> yeah. um 
and uh, the the punter next to you is just a kind of uh, a shabby looking halfling who looks he goes eh, all right mate. great well done have you been to the circus before yeah, thanks. I'm trying to watch it at the moment. And, oh, me uh, too. I'm trying to watch it too. How how are you enjoying watching it so far? He just goes, yeah, all right, mate, thanks. And as you guys are speaking, this red light starts pulsing and it's pulsing quicker and it starts turning in orange and this orb is floating to the to the bottom of the, to the, the floor of the arena and getting bigger and larger and swelling all the time. And with a, a triumphant sound of horns and, and blazing instruments, suddenly it bursts open, revealed in flower petals and sparks and all sorts of wonderful things. And you see Madame Martine herself. She is a, what you recognise as a sun elf with this bright skin, blonde hair, and she's dancing in these lights as little, the little orbs from inside the bigger orb spin around the room and illuminate it in all these bright and wonderful colours, um, sending... Mm-mm-mm. She's dressed in these flowing red robes that shimmer as she conjures further orbs of light and they where she wills them around the tent, illuminating the audience in a rainbow of different colours. There's a gaggle of ragged-clothed children in the front row, and she sees them and winks and sparks off another set of orbs, this time in aquas and turquoise. And then a mighty roar is let out as a sea turtle appears, swimming in the air above their heads before whisking away. And as you look around the rest of the circus tent, you see other wondrous apparitions appear, and people are people are just fucking loving it. I am in love. I am in love with Madame Martina. This is this is everything I've ever wanted and more. As a as a as a human being, Paddy Jervis, this is, they, I'm, I'm, I'm so blown away. I'm sad you can't see it, mate. I'm sad you can't see it. Um, I can, Laurie. You've painted me a word picture. Aww. I can see it like it was yesterday. Oh, or today. Quite, I mean, no, your like memory, that's quite distant. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, and uh, Madame Martina herself, she um, suddenly, um, she clicks her fingers and all of these orbs um, come to her in a second and they start spinning around her head and then they fix in, an, in, a, in a halo around her head and they start uh, illuminating her in a spotlight oh. and she bows and pulls um, and flows her hair to the floor and the audience are rapturous in applause yeah I'm, I'm with them I'm with them all <laughs> I'm stood I'm stood already just bravo oh bravo you hear some commotion along the aisle further down this this row of seats and here excuse me coming through coming through coming through would you yeah. mind i'm trying to circus and you feel a big a, a big meaty hand on your shoulder so don't worry mate just 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 watching it too and sit down next to you it says and uh who yeah. is this do, do i recognize them or do you turn to look and it is the unmistakable stench and face of uh, your pal fed hoyle has come oh! to the circus with you fed another cirque freak oh i never knew <laughs> No, mostly I just followed you, mate. But no, no big issues. What's going on? What's what? What? What's, what is this? Oh, they're doing some. They're doing all kinds of things. I think it's actually. You know what? I've, I've actually been studying this. I think it's a little bit of thaumaturgy, a little bit of prestidigitation, maybe a few mage hands in there, some kind of mage light. Oh, that street, on. that street wizard shit. Well, yes, but isn't it lovely in a way? I mean, we use all of our magic for battling brigands and you know turning tides of war. But this, I we, mean, we, this. me, mate, me, I might be doing that. Last, last I've seen you do is you did a couple of fireballs, and that was about it. Well, that's still. I mean, I've still had my fair share of combat, but I do accept. But this, I think, this is truly magic in its purest form. This is what I always imagined magic should be: is about wonder, not about pain. That's. I find that hard to believe with you. And he looks you up and down with your uh, necromantic ways. But all right, sir. All right, all right. Uh, I assure you, Fed, there's more to me than meets the eye. And then I wink. Oh, what? I'm I not don't... trying to fuck you. Okay, good. 
Um, as you as you chaps are chalking, uh, you realise uh, that Martina has disappeared from the stage, and there are three gnomes who have bundled in and um, and they're kind of cavorting around. Um, you see a male with purple hair in this gravity-defying quiff. You see another completely bold, and then finally this the ringleader who pirouettes and flips through the middle in a spangly leotard and you see them wielding an ornate loot inlaid with various gems and beautiful things cool. and she bellows my name is gloria and these are my hapless brothers we are the pendle fluffs and there's a there's a kind of roar of recognition as they go <gasps> around we've had our shares of hardships and trials but at the end it's the old songs that bring us home and the audience are wrapped and they start singing this beautiful ditty with her brothers supporting and harmonize oohs and ahs suddenly the, the the mood of the room is completely different Oh wow! It's it is it's pendle fluff, is it? That that is the purple hair one pendle fluff. It is indeed. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I got, yeah. I, I'm immediately I, I grab Fed and I'm like, I know him. I know him. I met him in prison. You met? Oh, you know a circus in prison? Yeah, yes, no, no, a no. circus performer. Wow, was... they really do get cream of crop, don't they? We must have released him when we were releasing you. I think this might. You see, it's all coming up tramps at the moment. This is absolutely fantastic. I I wanted to know what his voice was like. I can't wait. Um, with a, there's an audience member next to you. So shh. No, I, I, this I am... beautiful, like I say, this beautiful. Uh, the she Gloria is singing this this wonderful floating melody, and the brothers are supporting her. And then uh, there's this moment of silence as they as they as they as they round off their song, and then Gloria opens her eyes and says, "But in Bolusnik, I hear they have an Eddie room." Hey, the whole audience starts swinging and cheering, and it's we're lifting people up on chairs. Yeah, breaking. Oh, amazing! It's it's amazing, and Fed says, "Fed just goes, oh, what a load of shite." If you don't like this as much as I do, Fed, what? Why? Why did you? To find you, have I had to talk to one of you outside of the fucking Duke's lair? I don't think he knows I'm out of here at the moment, but uh. You know, as, as you were saying, you're another wizard with a knack for the, uh... And he's looking you up and down. He says, obtuse, the arcane, you know, yes, you complicated could. magic. Could say that, yeah. You do, I know you like this nonsense, I'm but you, a, you've got a bit more about you, haven't you? I'm level four now. Um. Oh, well, c- congratulations. <laughs> really well done. <laughs> Listen, you, you understand that what we meddle with ain't necessarily, uh, you know, helpful or easy or good like any of this stuff. It can mm. be, it can be tricky and, uh... I think we can help each other. Oh, we absolutely can. I'd, I'd give my right cock to... No, hang on, sorry. How many of you those do <laughs> you have? I'd, I'd give my... Sorry. I'd give my right eye to learn to learn some of your tricks. I mean, I think you're a... I mean, I know we've only known each other a short time, but you really are quite an astonishing force, Fed. Mm. I think you're a, a rather fascinating man. Are, are you sure you're not trying to fuck me? It does sound like I am. People often think that with me. I think it's the voice and the way that I always do this, and I sort of flounce. Waggle <laughs> <laughs> your eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll answer any questions you've got, mate, but, um, you know, you I didn't pick this shit up overnight. It was a... Yeah, you know, I was used to be in the university, you know, over in Renoa, and I was a astromancer. Astromancy was my field, and I was almost a professor, almost had tenure. Damn it! <laughs> Where's Renoa? Renoa is big city up the river from here, uh, a couple of leagues north and east. Uh, big, big, full of students and, and wizards and all that lot. Have you, I thought I've assumed you were a student of the school of necromancy. No, I'm more of a kind of I'm self-taught. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's. Uh, yeah, no, I've just got a gift. You know, That's quite gonna... weird. It is. You just quite... started yeah, poking no. around bodies on your own. Now that I say it out loud, it is quite weird, isn't it? And I <laughs> wink too many times. So well, why did you? Why did you leave Renault? What happened? Uh, and he looks. He looks awkward. And he says, uh, "I got. I got kicked out. I got. Oh. They didn't like my ideas. They said I was mad." Oh fuck! 
Well, uh, you know, that's, that's why I came to the Duke, really. He found me and helped me when I got kicked out. And, uh, you know, he, he promised me a bit of safety if I did have work for him. He was obsessed, mind, with me work, about the planes and the gaps between them. You know, we've talked about this before. Mm. My speciality. Did you know I were the first fucking wizard on these islands, these fucking shitty strail islands, to perfect a plane shift with multiple people and no focus, did you? I, I didn't, but I'm I, I'm genuinely I impressed. Don't, I don't think so. No, nobody nobody writes about the the the, the experimenters, the ones who do the best things. But uh, anyway, that's why I'm out on my ass, and that's why I have to look uh, look to people like him to keep me safe. Well, I'd love to learn from you. Mm, I bet you would. But, I bet you would. But what do you think that I have to offer you? I think you might be in a position to do something about the Duke. Because he's a... Uh, well, I say do something. You know, I don't want you to kill him or anything. I know what you're like with innuendo. No, I just... <laughs> He doesn't like you, and I think he doesn't like you because you see through him more than others. I did notice a slight oddity about that uh, little piece of jewellery he carries oh, in his hand. Oh, fucking ring. I have no idea what's going on there, but it's, it's uh, creepy shit. It's definitely creepy shit, and it's some powerful fucking magic going on Oh, there. I? I thought that maybe you might have an insight, but maybe, maybe we're both in the dark. Maybe we could work together and find out what the fuck is going on. I'd take him down in a heartbeat if I could, but I just don't think I'm strong enough on my own. No, you're not. I can confirm that you're not. Thanks very much. I, re- <laughs> I really needed that kick in the teeth. <laughs> well, what I really wanted to do, mate, is, is warn you and your friends. I know you're leaving town and I can't recommend anything more, but do not be in the Duke's debt if you can avoid it. Do not hang around any longer than you have to and do not at any pains trust him. I do. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. No. And as we know, I'm I'm very. <laughs> you weak. can't throw him far. I just know that he he knows an awful lot that he shouldn't. You know how old do you think he is? Oh, I don't know. Probably late late thirties. Right. He's a young man, but he he see he knows things about ages past, about people gone, about about magics that he just fucking shouldn't. You know. Mm. And I uh, anyway, I don't trust him. He's also obsessed with um, astral plane, spirit projections. He once he once asked me if there was a way to permanently sever a, a body from its spirit. Christ. Aye. You wouldn't get that reference as a friend, never mind. Okay. <laughs> it's, I thought it was weird, but I thought I'd just go with it. If I'm being honest, Fed, between you and I, and I look around, you know, a circus is probably the place you don't want to be talking, because, you know, it is going to be, I mean, I'm sure it's loud, but it's probably surrounded by all kinds of ears. No, that, that gnome next to you is 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 kind of really t- trying to ignore you mm. and enjoy the show. As you guys are doing this, the uh, the gnomes have um, disappeared from the stage, and you and you hear, Introducing Sylvia the Mimic Tamer! And you see this bugbear with lustrous long hair, extensive makeup, and probably the most the prettiest bugbear you've ever seen. Mm. Steps into the arena, and they're wearing one of these fine red uniforms that all the stewards are wearing. And you see in one hand, they have a leather whip, and in the other, a huge prong trident. And you hear, Release the Mimic! And an enormous, old, like, barnacle-encrusted chest is dumped into the middle of the stage and no surprises, it suddenly leaps into life and uh, this bugbear is, you know, trying to take... Two seconds fed and I just take Boxer out of my pocket and sit him on my knee and open him up so that he can watch. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to do that? Yeah, I'm just going to say like, oh, you might want, you might want to have oh, a You haven't got this. Boxer out yet, have you? Yeah, no, this is, this is... I think I've been playing with him on the side but never, never uh, uh, in-game. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Um, uh, boxer sits on your lap for a second, sees the other mimic, and then makes a move to jump off your knee. Okay, I quickly mage hand him back and go, no, 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 no. Just have a little watch, and I, and I feed him something from the floor. Okay. <laughs> Bit of sawdust. Shall we have it with that? Um, Fed Hoyle, I must say this to you. And I look around again. I think that our friend the Duke 
might be in league with the one they call Vandra. Well, I see you best you. hope I'm not talking to him, because if he finds out that that's what you think, you're fucking dead. But in all of the words of the wise, I, I think he's, he's obsessed with her. So I think there's something going on. There's definitely something going on there. And I mean, I know we leave tomorrow, but I feel like we'll be seeing more of the Duke and uh, we might even have to press him at some point, but I don't think we're powerful enough yet. Well, there's not much else I can say without, uh, you know, conjecture and the like, but perhaps, perhaps we can promise each other that we'll keep each other in, informed if we, if we learn of anything new and uh, anything about that ring, about him, about what he gets up to, what, what, if I find out why he wants to get into Astral Plane and, I don't know, but um, I feel like something's going to come with this. Two minds is better than one. I put out my hand to shake it. We'll call it one and a half. And he grabs your <laughs> hand and shakes, shakes Jones and he says, How well, he sees the little chest on you. You still got that thing then? Absolutely. I, mm. I'm going to watch him grow up. <laughs> I don't think it's how it works, but worth a try. How will I contact you? Oh, uh, easy. Um, and he um, pulls out a small bit of copper wire, holds it in his fingers and he starts tapping it. And uh, you hear in, in your head, you hear... I'm sending you a remote message. Hey, you can reply anytime. <laughs> like a voice, a magic voicemail. That is super awesome. Can I, can I do that? Can you teach me how to do that? Uh, it's, uh, it's a spell that requires a bit of uh, learning, but um, if I talk to you, the best thing about it is if I talk to you, you can send me one back. Just just think it and it'll, it'll come back to me. Oh, fascinating. Do I need a little bit of copper as well? Nope. Oh, great. Well, one day I hope you can teach me, but for now, I'm totally happy with this system. It's super good. <laughs> it's like, do you remember the Nintendo DS? Nope. Remember when, when a friend used Pick, to have picked or dogs. have Mario, Mario Kart and then you only required one cartridge to play it between eight of you on your different DSs? And as you say that, the whole fabric of the universe collapses because <laughs> you've broken itself. the fourth wall for the, for too many times. No, mate, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and I don't want to, but if you like to try, you can think me a message. Cool. Thanks, Fed. Now let's get back to the show. You're not going to try it out? You're oh, shit. Curious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I wiggle my fingers perhaps unnecessarily and yep, go, very much. I can hear you, Fed. This is a lot of fun, isn't it? Are you sure you couldn't give me a way to do this just at any time to you? Because I would leave you so many fucking Yeah, messages. though, that's a reason I'm making this one way, pal. Okie dokie. But um, perhaps we can, uh, perhaps we should catch up every once in a while. I'd love that. Mm, all right, I'll be in touch. Where are you, um, where do you think you're going to go? I think the plan is to head north to Bollocks Deep. Bollocks Deep? Absolutely. Oh, you know what they say about that place, mate? Haunted to shit. Do, do, Not been do anyone they? living there for fucking centuries. Oh. Did you, didn't you know? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, of course I, course I knew. Yeah, totes. Oh, creepy boy like you is going to have a lot of fun, I reckon. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm sure there'll be plenty for me to discover, I think glitch is pretty terrifying <laughs> i think in his head bollocks deep was going to be this like all these guys like we work all day in the underground mines like you know like a beautiful little sort of yeah. dwarven oh cool all right well he's yeah i'm that's where we're headed and uh haunted or not i'm sure maybe we'll find our next lead mm, or a load of dead shit oh, oh i like this one this is my favorite and he, and he looks um towards the ring once sorry and he looks towards the ring once more and you and you hear a big boom Boom, boom, oh, sweet. boom, and there's a, a drum somewhere resonating, and you hear, From the Black Mountain of Kazakh Morn, <gasps> introducing the Iron Dwarf. 
<laughs> and these two dwarves in head to toe plate armor heft themselves into the arena in kind of robotic motions and, goes, <gasps> and then they in a flick of an eye the drums give way to a much more upbeat um, kind of bodron beat and they become the most amazing balletic dancers hurling each other around the arena in in pirouettes and 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 moves you didn't think were possible. Oh, I'm I'm up on my feet and I'm just applauding. Best, best day. <laughs> we'll skip to the end of the circus of you and Fed coming out, um, kind of shuffling Covered together. Covered in sweat. Yeah. And, yeah, different drinks being thrown <laughs> over us. And Fed just... says, it's always a fucking nightmare, that, but oh, it's good to roll the years back. Oh, Mitch. Fed, what an absolute fucking pleasure it's been. I'll... Just remember me words. I'll me. remember them well. And remember, you've got a friend in me. That sounds like a, it could be a beautiful song. Perhaps I'll write it someday, someday, someday. <laughs> and uh, you, um, you turn around to see Fed waddling off with his, you know, hoarding up his wizard britches. See you later. Better see get back. See you later, friend. I think Glitch is actually really pleased that he got his attention for a bit. I think that's oh. really nice. <laughs> Some wizardy, wizardy fun. Yeah, he wants to learn from him. Maybe you shall. Maybe I shall. Oh, that was lovely. So, Teddy, you're the last one up this morning, you lazy boy. Oh, I'm a lazy, lazy boy. Much much unlike your real-life counterpart, because you're quite often the most kind of punctual and early riser of all of us. So yeah, that's true, actually. How does that feel for you? Is this a, a new experience, um, being in bed late? Yeah, it feels nice and relaxed. Like, I've got, you know, when you wake up and you have that kind of extra big stretch. It oh. kind of turns into a yawn halfway through. Okay. And then you've got, like, you know, you feel properly refreshed and that's pretty lovely cute. after that. That's how he's woken up. That's pretty cute, man. Um, well, that's as good. you get up, I mean, you're, you're underground, so you can't really tell that it's daytime. But it's, it's time's definitely passed. And like, like I say, these other two beds in here are... Can I tell by my vitality? Does it feel <laughs> replenished? <laughs> Your vitality feels so replenished as if you've had a good, long rest. Hey. Um, and you, as you wake up, you cast your eyes to your gear at the end of your bed, and you see that beautiful longsword that you picked up off Charnel. Yes, I was excited to find out about this. Well, so, what 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 is it? Get ready to get excited, boy. It's um, well, basically in in fifth, there aren't really any very robust rules for. You used to have all this stuff like masterwork weapons and weapons made yeah, of different materials. And what this really is is just a very fancy, well-made sword. Maybe has some kind of magical element in the blade, but it's actually pretty vanilla. It's a plus one longsword. Um, and for those of you not familiar with plus long weapon, plus one, plus plus long weapons, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you get plus one to all your damage and attack rolls. Nice. This weapon. And, all right, it, cool. and it's a long sword, which is a D10, sorry, a D8 one-handed weapon, or you can use a two-handed to do D10 damage. D8, one hand, D10, two hands. It's got the versatile tag, if you're looking in your, uh, in your uh, player's handbooks at the moment. But we can go through that. We'll get on your character sheet later, properly. Nice. All right. Yeah, we can we can do that. But a fancy pants sword. Time. Don't tell the other two that I've given you given you a fancy pants sword. Um, I won't tell them. In fact, actually, did, do we address that? I mean, they're not in the room right now. We exactly. can say we can say whatever we want about them as individuals. Like, yeah. We, we could devolve away from the fantasy and just talk about them. Me and you, Zach and Laurie. Can, yes. Not can the finally. Characters. Not not the character of Teddy <laughs> and the, the unseen guiding voice yeah. behind him. God. Um, God. It would be. Right, you said God. I was never going to use that word. I. I. You know. I'm a. I'm a humble God, but I am a God. Um. But what? What does Teddy want to get up to today? 
So well, yeah, we, I, I, I had a bit of time to think about this. And uh, yeah, I'm the last one out and up out of the room, mm. but also the last one to take part in this. <laughs> this magical interlude where I have Laurie all to myself. Yeah. So because of that, I've had slightly more time to think about it. Yeah. Um, I only say that. I, I suggest that, that Paddy didn't have very long to think about it because what he ended up doing, he told me, and it sounds silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's time got, will tell. Time but, will tell. But I'm sure it will come out beautiful. In the end. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Whereas Paddy went down the entertainment route. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down the religious education route. Oh, nice. And I'd quite like to get a little bit more information about uh, Teddy's God, who Draca is now a servant of as mm. a paladin, but then also doesn't have any kind of concept of that God. I think, it, I think it'd be important for my own sanity to clarify this before we begin to play the game any further. Okay. That's what I'd like to do. Wicked. So um, saving Zach's mental health. Yeah, exactly. The, the and also as well, um, I thought it was quite cool. Like it all came out during the uh, the watery bit. Mm. We've not really, I've not really had time to go back and, and look at that since. And actually that could be really interesting and a bit fun. And also it was a really unexpected when you did it to me. So, yeah. so I want to know what's going on. <laughs> all right. I imagine you're probably pretty, um, you know, in your past life as Jackie, you're pretty familiar with, with Umberly, this god of yours, um, your, your newly adopted god. And you're familiar with her insofar as you know that she's worshipped by sailors, worshipped by seafarers. So mm. a good place to start looking would probably be down by the docks where the boats make off from. Oh, um, cool. If you're looking yep. for some kind of representation of her. The only other thing you're going to know in advance is that she is, for all intents and purposes, not a, not a good one. Not a, not, a, not a nice god. All right. Um, but is like often, like I say, often um, sailors will make offerings to her her before they go on long voyages to make sure that she doesn't fuck that shit mm. up okay um but she's not like it's not like there's going to be a beautiful gleaming temple no so she's like a tempest god right so she's yeah. so they're making sacrifices to her for us for a good voyage because if they don't she's likely to fuck up their voyage it's absolutely kind of the, it's not like uh i i don't know any of the other gods in the game so it's not like maybe maybe what paddy's god would, would be which is like big and gold and Yes, it's we never like really. Him. I don't think we ever really established that with Cassius, but his god could be someone like Pelor, who exactly yeah, like, is like your, that kind of big, yeah, big beardy dude. All right, all right, cool. All I like. I mean, love. Are you, so so far she sounds fun. Okay, um, so maybe you kind of amble down to. Is there anything else yeah. you want to do in town? No, as well? I think I'm Away. pretty good for supplies and stuff, and I think mm-hmm, I don't. don't mm-hmm. I mean, we've not necessarily got to pick too much stuff up. No, nope. and I I think I would. So I mean, Draca would know where the docks are and everything. Obviously, having arrived by ship, and then also Teddy, I'm assuming has a pretty robust knowledge of the town. So uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. reckon I reckon I just start heading down to the docks. I mean, I would make get you. Going would make you role play going to the tourist information board and rolling to check if you could make it but I think we'll assume yeah um, um, I think that level of detail is exactly what people <laughs> that's what people <laughs> some people do man some people listen to these podcasts for exactly that um, so I think the first place you're shown to you make a couple of inquiries and you ask around a little bit maybe uh, mm-hmm. in fact I think you probably see Hess on the way out and she's doing some like weight training or something equally impressive like in the in the in the main <laughs> like room the corridor or like yeah, the main room yeah literally outside your bedroom door. <laughs> just doing weights oh why did I tell you sorry I didn't know that oh I didn't see you there just doing a little bit of a oh. <laughs> for the purpose of the conversation I begin to do press up just while <laughs> it's all going on and between between reps you uh, you mentioned maybe you talk about your uh, your desire to find out a bit more and she says well uh not one I'm up with myself mate but I do know that sailors have an habit of going to there's a certain inn down the docks called the Kraken's Wife uh, that's oh, where okay, sailors yeah. tend nice. to go yep. to uh, they pay their respects there I don't know about the goings on I don't like to see myself so I'll leave that one to you mate 
All right, nice. Uh, yeah, cool. is, uh, this establishment is it? Uh, is there any anything else you know about? Is it reputable or is it? Oh no. Okay, it's good. in the docks, mate. The docks are a bunch. There's a bunch of wankers down there. They're all... Okay, they're all all sailors. <laughs> hey, uh, not to cast any aspersions, but I am firmly a landlubber, and that's fine with me. Anyway, you want to spend your last day what saying, paying homage to to a god or something? Is that? Is that uh, well, after? you know, uh, I'm I'm obviously. Uh, religious, uh, as you could probably tell by being a paladin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I just thought maybe I'd get some uh, goodwill for my journey, <laughs> despite the fact I'm not going by sea and uh, <laughs> visit my sea god. All right, your funeral, or you know, maybe your uh, what else do they do? What else do your gods do? Not funerals. Prayer session. Prayer session. Your prayer session. <laughs> you're going to a Quaker meeting now. So you're letting yourself inform. Yeah, this is very much like it's one of those informal. You know, it's just spirituality, but not actually religion. <laughs> yeah, I'm just spiritual. Um, Great. Okay, well, um, uh, we'll cut to the chase. You head down to the Kraken's Wife. It is a uh, a dingy, disreputable, out of repair bar right on the docks. Like you can see the kind of the jetty setting forth um, into the into the the actual harbour that the Veld is built on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see their charming sign of a of a voluptuous woman entangled with a Kraken with all of its tentacles going everywhere. Okay. Um, and yeah. So do I, can I, uh, can I potentially maybe have a little, I don't know if it'd be like a religion check or a history check or something, but basically like check my holy symbol. Oh, okay. Which is obviously some sort of unbelief iconography. And then, yeah. it's like a little necklace, isn't it? That's what I've got. I think that's what we went for. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's make that kind of now. Kind she's of now, yeah. She's got, can... I've got an unbelief necklace and I'd like okay. to see if I can match that necklace to anything on the building or the sign or anything like that. Okay, absolutely. Um, just give me a, a religion check maybe with advantage because you've yeah, got Yeah, because I've got symbol. the symbol, right? Yeah. Like, my, I'm, all right, yeah. cool. Let's see. let's see how this goes. All right, that's a 14. When my religion's You're a good, good actually religious good. So it's actually, that's a 16 mm-hmm. as the first one. And then the next one is a 15... So that's 17 is the, the highest one. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, you notice um, kind of hidden in the iconography of this pub sign. Nice. At the bottom, there's a splitting wave. I'm just going to show Zach a picture here. of. Uh, um, and as you look at this this kind of necklace you have, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense until you look at that sign, you realise what this is. And you see the, the, suddenly the shape, this kind of abstract shape that just looks like a kind of separating mm. thing. Yeah, is exactly this. A okay, wave. so for the for the for the listeners, that's a uh, Loz is showing me a picture of um. Yeah, imagine a breaking wave, but happening in either direction. Yeah, kind of splitting in two. Yeah, exactly. Um, and your your good boy senses, your holy boy senses, tell you they tingle that's on purpose. All right, nice. So I've got a tingly religious feeling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling that that godly love, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna barrel on in there. Okay. Yeah, am I gonna? Yeah, no, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just barrel on in because I imagine I'm not. I'm not fussed about making myself inconspicuous. And seventeen goblins. No, uh, you walk in and it's a fair. There's not many, too many people here this time of day. You know, it's kind of uh, maybe kind of midday, one p.m. There are a couple of the old regulars. You see some very shady, oil-skinned people. Mm. Um, And you head up to the bar and you see there's a very crusty, is the only word I can describe her as, a woman, a dwarven woman. She's kind of got um, what appear to be calluses on her face, but they could be barnacles. You're not quite sure. Cool, Uh, I guess. (laughs) um, And as you walk in, she kind of goes, Oh, hello. Hello, my good woman. (laughs) Uh, I am Tedworth Windsor. Oh, I love it. I think I've seen you down here before, boy. You and your your nice family. How's your dad doing? He's good, <laughs> I guess. 
Uh, wait, wait do, do I know I've got a dad? I know I've got a brother. Just, just drag it. I didn't do I mean, any. Everyone's got a dad. I didn't do much investigation of this before, so I've not actually decided whether I was going to check in with the family. I've just kind of gone a bit rogue. <laughs> everyone's that. got a dad. That's all I can all say, right. mate. Uh, okay, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because uh, you know I recognise you lot as uh, as friends of the uh, of, of the old queen, and I understand uh, you know you come here to pay homage so often. So shall I? Uh, shall I show you to the chambers, sir? Oh, well, absolutely. Yes, I yes. think that would be oh, most appropriate. Right, this way, sir. Right, this way. Come on. Oh, and she, God, this and has she... been so easy. It's almost like you planned this for us. <laughs> Avoid me fucking it up. Well, you know, again, 17 goblins are always waiting in the wings. You, uh, she, she just leads you around the bar to a, a kind of rickety staircase going down under the, under the main room of the inn. Um, and you see that um, as you kind of, your eyes adjust this dark and dingy room, um, you see that it's uh, flagstone. It's kind of it's all paved. This room underneath here, and okay. a, a long passage starts leading away. She takes you down there, um, and it opens up into this very not very ornate, not like temples you've been in before, but it's just kind of a oh gosh, uh, what's a good analog? You know, in Zelda, the fairy fountains. Imagine that. Yeah. But instead right. of instead of it being like a fairy fountain, it just opens up into an open cavern into the sea. That same kind of there is like columns. There's stonework here. Oh, so it's very much. The sea is the focus here. Yeah, it's and it's fun. just like a, a little sea cavern. and the, the It's not too wide, not too big, and the sea just starts lapping up in front of you. Um, and you see um, cool. you see the sea, but you also, there is a uh, this urn rising up out of the sea, um, and it's held in the arms of this very kind of nondescript statue, which is not the mic. <laughs> and this figure is holding an urn and the uh, the the crone really says there you go I'll leave, I'll leave you to it you make your offerings you do what you want it's all up to you mate oh no bother I'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much helpful kraken wench yes 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 the bitch queen is a fickle friend indeed ominous <laughs> yes lovely <laughs> I plan to make the bitch queen very happy <laughs> I guess oh no come on out <laughs> she's left you to it all right, cool. I mean, that's that's pretty. I'm um, actually, I've got to say, like in terms of what I was expecting for a temple, this is pretty pretty nice. I was mm. actually, I thought it was going to go a very different way. No. Yeah. No. Well, there are, you know, like I say, there are shrines to her kind of everywhere, but there are places that have a bit more of a set place of worship, and this looks like yeah, this is like, like one that. of them. All right, cool. So does it feel kind of ancient to me as well? It's been here Ooh, it long, feels, long before the pub, for feels example. Old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's old. Oh, that's how I like it. <laughs> it's all crumbly. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's been here for a while, but maybe the inn kind of grew on top of it. Maybe it was an accident. You're not quite sure, but it seems... I'm going to try something. I'm just going to pray. You're going to pray? I'm just going to straight up pray. How I, don't does, how uh... the, I don't know how that, that works in the game. But... <laughs> how does Teddy... What does Teddy praying look like? Um, I think he'd be fairly respectful. I think he'd probably decide he'd go down onto one knee. Ooh. Maybe kind of like... Because he's he's pretty proud and like, you know militaristic I think he'd go down on one knee kind of like a knight that's like looking you know when you see like a, a knight get knighted by another knight mm-hmm. I've said knight quite a few times yeah. <laughs> um, but they uh, you know they bow their head down on one knee kind yeah, of in yeah. reverence I think I'm doing that to the hole in the wall <laughs> that's what Patelli's doing and kind of like reaching out with his mind without saying it out loud okay yeah um and you're just kind of calling out to Umberly and yeah, saying, just kind of like hey, yo Umberly, I'm here. What's, what's going on? <laughs> you remember we we spoke and then you you left and then I also you know tried to do 
something related to the god again and then it just kind of didn't work and so yeah i just like to hey give me a give me a, a percentage check so that is um roll these two d10s all right cool we've done yeah. this before I yeah think i think we have haven't we and then uh and then uh, i got the numbers the wrong way around but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah all right cool uh and this is 41 41 okay um you you hang on for a bit you kind of keep reaching out um and after a while there's no kind of presence in your mind and you open your eyes you see the the waters lapping up on the shore still hmm. um and then after a time you just hear almost in the in the lap of this on the shore you, you hear someone saying offering oh good okay nice uh yes i remember the offering thing uh i pull out a gold coin all right so i flick it into the urn do i need to roll for that or can we just say I flick you it can flick you can flick a coin into all right the urn. cool yeah and you hear a thank you because I also just to be clear definitely can't do that <laughs> I can't have, on a <laughs> just, just by myself I'm always trying to flick stuff into other stuff and it never goes well and uh, you hear it clatter down and land cool. in seemingly a pile of more and uh, again there's this, this, this curious quiet the waves lap up and you realise the tide is rolling in slightly and it's washing up on your on your feet as you're kneeled down here praying to your god but and after a while, that sound of the waves lapping up slowly kind of fills your ears and slowly you hear a voice kind of creeping out over the top of it. And it's not quite that she's at that presence like she was when you were drowning that time in the mm. sewers. It's just, it's a very gentle, but you feel, you feel this, this divine presence and you hear that same apparently Welsh voice saying, Ah, my boy. What brings you to see me? I haven't seen you in the, uh, in the temple, and uh, you're still wearing that skin of a teddy, was it, uh, half-orc boy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, uh, yes, I wanted to get a little bit more, I mean, I feel like you and I left some things unsaid. Oh, I'd, did. I'd like to learn a little bit more about, say, you, and also maybe something about, you know, the, the, the man's skin that I'm wearing, that would be useful. You want answers, boy? I'm not sure. Uh, hmm, I'm not sure what I can give you, but I am intrigued by you. So let me. Uh, I will tell you about me. The sea is a savage place, and those that travel it best be willing to pay the price of challenging my domain. But uh, for those who do, I watch out for them. The wind and wave will reach everywhere, sufficiently angered. But if not, will remain unangered. I think that's the way I can put it, and uh, leave you at sea. But fair offerings bring fair winds to travellers, and those who do not pay respect will find that the sea is as cold as my heart. Well, I wouldn't want to piss piss you off. No, no, that would be a good start, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, but um, yes, I uh, I feel something in you, and I feel a, a taste of your insides. Not to put it too bluntly, that I've tasted elsewhere on the seas. A a being who has not paid his way recently. Okay. Um, well, I mean, one, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Two, uh, I think I know what you might be re referring to. And, uh, yes. And it kind of leads me to you a little bit more as well. I mean, that would be good to kind of, I'd like to deal with that presence, shall we say. Ah. Get some sort of finality there. Well, anything to deal with a non-believer is good for me, boy. Uh, and to be honest, I've, I've never felt the, the tempest in anyone quite as... Quite as much as I can feel it now. It's like there's a, a typhoon inside you, uh, the eye of the storm in your breast. I wonder what you changed before when you were just that weak little 
pink boy. Yes, I, I do. I do have very stormy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> stormy tits. If you if you would deal with that other deal with that taint I feel on the seas, and I can send a storm or two his way. Uh, I mean, that's that's a start, boy. But what else would you do in in my name? Uh, well, I've recently got into the uh, kind of the the astroplaney sort of uh, line of work. I could probably. <laughs> do something along those lines, just kind of like without necessarily needing to go out of my way. I'm not sure <laughs> what that means, boy. Uh, well, I've started heroing uh, a bit more, and uh, that, that probably comes with loot. I obviously give that loot to you, uh, as long as it's not us. useful to me. Hmm. But uh, also, what else can I do? Um, give me I mean, a CV. Do you? Do you, I mean? I mean, it depends what kind of thing you're into, really. You know, you and I haven't spoken too much before. I mean, what what impresses you? You know, is, is it piety, or would you rather I kind of like you know a bit more punchy? I would have you spread the name of the might of Umberly. That's me, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, good. And let no service be done in her name, my name, oh, right. without. A price. Don't it's, don't take the piss now, boy. It's really hard to, to talk to you without slipping into the little bit of wealth. All I'm asking, <laughs> all I'm asking is you do great deeds in my terrible deeds. You embody the storm in all you do. If you can't give me an indication of what that is, I'll have to. I guess I'll have to trust you. Oh, I can. I. I. I I'm. You know what? I'm really glad you said that. I'm very good at embracing the storm <laughs> and I like if if you're asking for a little bit more of a chaos factor just in general I'm super happy because I've been honestly traveling with these two guys that refuse to just kind of barrel in and just kill <laughs> things and I'm super down with it <laughs> uh, no I was just gonna I mean maybe I've just got little, one little question for you for you though mm. um, obviously you know we've we've kind of struck up a little bit of a deal um, I will deal with the guy on the sea who's kind of like connected to me somehow let's say uh, and then also uh, just generally wreak a bit of havoc in Umbly's name uh, that does seem like kind of a one way deal well what, what do I get out of uh, all of that I mean just you know you know tit for tat kind of thing my boy there's an agent of uh, agent of Umbly an agent of the storm's wrath rather mm. I will lend you a portion of my power when you come to call upon it ooh you may channel my uh, my divine presence, and uh, it will uh, imbue your actions with the storm's wrath itself. Ooh, I mean that almost sounds like I've gained the the ability to channel divinity. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to give it a nerdy uh, nerdy name like that, then I suppose you could. But um, no, we'll call, we'll, we'll call it the other thing. Oh uh, well, my boy, if power. I, power. <laughs> that sounds good to you. Then the uh, the mm. pact is here to be made. We'll I take it. Definitely take that path. I mean, like, I mean, out of character, like, Shraka is inside, like, just jumping at this opportunity. I think, I think this works for both Shraka and Teddy quite well. Okay. Obviously, Teddy's getting more kind of airtime <laughs> with his gods. <laughs> for some reason, this god is also attracted to Shraka, so I think that's quite a nice little. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm up for. I'm up for. You know, entering into a deal or a pact. How does one seal a deal with a god? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says. Uh... Your word is all I need. With that, that voice, that lapping of the waves poof, dissipates from your mind and you, you open your eyes again and uh, you're still in front of that uh, same urn. The waves are still lapping up. It's still oddly peaceful in here. Mm. And as you move to get up, you find with the start that the water around your feet has risen considerably just in the time you've been kneeling here. And as you're trying to make sense of it, 
you feel the waves swell and suddenly there's an almighty noise in this room as a torrent of water comes in from the ocean and before you have time for react you are there a wave overtakes you and completely envelops you and as again you're 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 struggling in this water which is suddenly dark and deep and fathomless the the surface of it is kind of stretching up above you and as you try to draw in a breath you find you can't but you also don't need to and with a with a start you hear that voice again and as you look behind you, you see, not quite in full form, but you see the kind of silhouette in the gloom of a, a woman, a, the top half of a woman, her hair wild in the water, and behind her, uh, an innumerable number of tentacles and lashing limbs uh, as she, and you feel the salt water fill up your lungs and your breath dissipate from your chest. And then you're awake and you're lying on the beach, the little inland beach in this temple and you are soaking wet and you, with a big heat, you take that breath and it feels like you got you just kind of resurrected on the beach and you feel most strong. Wow. All right, actually, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this kind of. Okay. Well, Zach, in, in, in real terms, we're going to bump you up to level four. Oh, mate, level four. We've got to play the contractually obliged. Uh, Paddy's tune right now. Oh, oh, do we? Does that? Do we have to pay him? Oh yeah. Oh, Here it comes. Pointing. Everybody's leveling up, and we're giving it everything. Yeah. Yes, Zach, it's level four. Wow. Um, so you get loads of new goodies as a paladin, um, which do, are yeah. largely related to your 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 service of Umberly. Yes. What, so, what you got? Well, we kind of, uh, I mean, very organically and smoothly, if I might say, mm-hmm. uh, we are, I think what Teddy has essentially done, uh, well, Jraka and Teddy as a kind of combined force, is um, essentially taking an, taking an oath of vengeance. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, yeah, Umberly's asking him to deal with something. And that something has wronged Draka. <laughs> so, uh, so now I'm bound vengeance. to the Oath of Vengeance, which is pretty, uh, pretty rad. I get, uh, I get some uh, cool spells at uh, this level. And Vengeance is all basically about finding particular targets. Yeah. And so the way it murdering works, them exactly. Was well, that a sorry? It, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. Sorry, putting them down. Putting them down. It's normally just kind of like writing wrongs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then also, crucially, what it does let me do is things like I get to, so for example, I can take a, like a vow of enmity, which means that like I get an advantage whenever attacking one foe on the field of battle because oh, wow. I've, I've sworn them as my enemy. Uh, and then what else have I got? I, I get something called a bane, which basically uh, means like someone's got to make a charisma saving modifier and uh, then uh, if they fail, they get scared. <laughs> which uh, which is pretty appropriate, and they're less they're less useful in combat. Yeah, they're less useful. And then things like uh, I got a hunter's mark is something that I can mm. do. So uh, it's a spell where I can basically um, I can mark a creature, and then I get any advantage kind of attacking or tracking it. Which is nice. Quite cool. Uh, and then I also there's spells I can pick from as well as paladin. So and what um, spells you picked up? Just so run us through quick. It's, uh, so I get to pick two, and the way it works for a paladin is that at the start of a day I can. Uh, prepare spells by kind of praying to my god uh-huh. uh, i get things like um i get extra increased kind of attack on the undead 
and uh, it's a lot easier. So my like Divine Smite, which is the uh, the one that I used oh, yeah. to to unfortunately waste that poor guard that was like <laughs> um, did nothing wrong or nothing to in deserve it. Uh, so that goes up now. So I get an extra. Um, I think it's an extra D8 with that, and then or it's like an extra D8 for undead, and then an extra D4 on top of the normal D8 that I get to use. But yeah. But we, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to me hitting people with a hammer. That, 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 that sounds very doable. Okay, man. Well, look, I think you, um, uh, you know, as you dust yourself off, you feel that there's something very fundamentally changed with you. And maybe probably Teddy might spend the rest of the day. Well, sorry, Draka might spend the rest of the day maybe working out what this body can do. Maybe this yeah, is the first time. Yeah, I think maybe that's exactly what I would pump do. Pump some more iron with Hess? Or? Yeah. So do I find that, uh, does that have, has this, has this impacted my, say, like, hit points or ability ah, score for sorry, example sorry my friend sorry are you, I thought you were taking care of this yes of course I, you was, to I, was, I thought I thought we'd do this for, for theatre's sake we'd do it on mic all three of you want to do this and it's really nice yeah. I really like that yes you get so you get to roll two more of your hit die and yeah. as you've gone so, up two levels what did you hit die again D10 uh, 2D10 sweet alright so it's just your hit die is just a straight up D10 so roll you get to roll twice and add your constitution modifier each time all right. and you get that many more hit points cool What's my constitution? Oh, there. Yeah, all right, plus one. Uh, so, yeah, so I roll it twice. Yep. And then add constitution. Uh, that is nine. Oh, good start. Yeah. Beef Wait, boy. What was I before? All right, so before I was 15. Let's, we, let's do this. <laughs> so that's plus 10, so that's 25. That's now up to, and then plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on 33. 33. 33. That's pretty beefy. Yeah, that is quite beefy. Okay, man. Um, great. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that all, that all plays out with you. Um, yeah, you know, training up, discovering these abilities, working out that when you channel a bit of that same stormy energy that you used to waste that guy before, mm. you can do a hell of a lot more. All right, cool. And there's a little crackle of energy and lightning and, and, and nice. sea foam when you do that. And you have all these new ways of maybe this is Raka's senses coming back to you in a little bit, so you've got that keen sense of smell comes back to you and that ability to, to mark out your, your prey over long My distances. enemies and stuff. Ooh. Nasty stuff. That's um, cool. Well, that's right, that nice. was your last day. Your last day in Veld, man. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy that. I thought, I, 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 you know, it's productive. <laughs> it was. It was productive. Remarkably more than the other two boys. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs>
bloody hell, says a voice that squeaks with a lack of use. What time is it? Oh, 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 oh,